0: Hello, hello, and welcome to your aunties could never episode 82. I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with Auntie Farah,
1: Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shade. Hello ladies, how are you doing?
2: good.
1: Yeah, good! Fabulous Tuesday.
2: Mm-hmm. Busy. Very, 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 very busy. Very, very, very. And I want everyone to... Stop. <laughs>
0: yeah. Basically. Um, nice lovely. Do you know what I love about this time of year? It's a countdown to the end of the year, and it should, in theory, quieten down. I do love that moment at Christmas when everyone's supposed to be offline, and we're just chilling. It's coming. Chill time's coming, guys. Look
2: lively. There's there's never a
0: chill time in commerce. That's why, yeah, I'm confused by the words. Say that again. Say that again. I was saying there's never a chill time in commerce. This is the busiest quarter. It doesn't it doesn't stop until February.
2: Just in life, I'm confused by what you're saying. Oh, okay, because I, I was that quiet. I'm, I'm always at work. I'll be at work until the end of time at the moment. Are you work at Christmas over Christmas? Pretty oh. much up towards it. This shows on. I think there's like maybe two days off during Christmas. Ah, uh, okay. Not that I'll have to be here, but I'll just have to be across stuff. And we've got it's just long. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's get into the game. <laughs> well. I thought I'd do something a bit different. I thought this week, uh, so, you know, we were having our red flag chat in our, oh, group, yeah. <laughs> in our um in our WhatsApp group. I thought it would be quite funny if we were to read those out. But how I've done it is um, we're just going to go in alphabetical order. So it won't necessarily be the person that has written them that will read that. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to do something. Oh. Sorry, it won't necessarily be the person that has written them that will read them out. Okie dokie, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you, do you get me? I'm going to put them in our chat. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do four at a time.
1: So I it's, it's in
2: alphabetical order. Ready, 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 ready. Oopsie, sorry. Technical difficulties, everybody. Please bear with me. Do, 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 do. Um, I, I'm currently sharing,
0: so if anybody is watching us, please share as well, put us in some group, share it on your page, just share our lives so that we have lots of people watching us. That's oh, do I do it. I don't know oh, there I we do. go, all right, so Auntie A.K., you go first. Okay, my red flag is when they don't pick up the phone after one ring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, that's I half one. My red flag is. I'm not going to introduce it like that. I don't know why you said my red flag. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next. When they say their baby mother is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, red flag. Um, when they say I don't have female friends.
1: <laughs> when they say they eat um, Ebba with a spoon.
0: <laughs> why Why are you say what was actually written there? i think that's
1: not culturally relevant to myself. <laughs> I mean, Auntie <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. AK, okay. you're up next. Okay. Uh, when they wear sliders and socks, when they ring from the bathroom all the
0: time, when they ring you during working hours
2: only.
1: Okay, when they're whispering down the phone.
2: Big red flag. Massive red flag. Sorry, my cutting pace is taking a bit long.
0: (laughs) Go on. Um, When they say they live with their mum and you can't go to their house.
2: (laughs) When they go on holiday with their... Sorry, can't speak. When they go on holiday with their baby mother and share a room.
0: Mm When you drop them home and not at their front door. Yeah. That's it. No,
1: there's one more. Oh, I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I can't see it. Can't see another one. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> when his hair's 4 c but it's straight. <laughs> <laughs> I probably hate that
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when there was that moment when it was like Ashton um, Ashley Banjo, mm. and I feel like there was another person that did it as well. And they all had that kind of straightened hair quiff at one stage yeah. on TV. It's annoying, un- it's, un- it's unfortunate, yeah. I'm sorry, black men
2: like Chris Brown had a quiff thing as well. In what's that video that he did with Drake? So, the oh, other yeah, day yeah he did it, it too. the other day when he came for Kanye. I was like, Chris, I love you, but you really need to shut up about hair because he's done some. <laughs> dodgy ass things with his hair let's just say that he had a quiff as well it's a big one who started,
0: who started the red flag challenge actually i don't know where did it come from it just disappeared on the internet just it's quite in funny here. reading some of them it was actually yeah,
1: guys, in your comments any of your red flags as well so we can see um yes, exactly. yeah.
2: there was one there was a couple auntie Charley didn't read out because um right. <laughs> she's too nice well, What do you mean? Am, am I seeing stuff that you're not seeing? Like, could you, you basically, they, these are the ones that I put in there. I don't know how you can't, you guys can't see them. It was when they wash their dink dick in the sink, when they Where's never sleep that? over, and when they look in their phone for their telephone number. I'm, I'm just weird, seeing
0: that now. Now, funny. I'm literally just I seeing the our the
2: it again. I just
0: looked in the chat again and then it was there. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it think it's perfect. so to come through. I mean, there's, there's so many there's many. Red flags. Like, we was on yeah. a roll that evening when we went through
2: them. There's we so were going many more. For about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Not to say, all of these red flags has happened to us. Let's just caveat that. It's just things that we know are red flags.
0: Yes. Yes okay um welcome to the family it's my turn today and i'm just welcoming i feel like it's just not a welcome it's actually a celebration um dj ace uh, has been on the kidney um, donor waiting transplant waiting list for a couple of years now and he's got um, a transplant the other day so he's in recovery um he said he's feeling sore but getting there and it's just really good news so it's more like sending love to dj ace and his family and loved ones he's it's one of those you know success stories where you don't—it doesn't always come through—and the whole yeah. thing of not being able to get transplants when you're black and stuff like that is a young. There's a picture of him, and I don't know her name. but was a young black lady who's donated her kidney for him, to him. So um, much love to her as well. Yeah, and definitely. Speedy recovery to DJ Ace. And that's that. And also yeah, so, okay. hello, everybody. Um, who's in the comments today? I think it's Auntie Shaday.
1: Is it me? Okay, I hi, I hey, week. hey, hey, people, hi, Ronald says hi, Jeff, hi, and me, hi, and Justin. So, um, Washing private um, parts in the sink. Yes, it's gross. It's gross, Jeff. <laughs> yes. Honestly,
0: that's, gross. that's a huge red flag. <laughs> um, I <don't>, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm moving into whatever we're going into what have you heard is where each week we pick up a new story from the past week or day and we discuss it so mine is a little bit um well I saw it and I felt a bit sad or annoyed I'm not sure what I felt but um I read in I was looking perusing Twitter and I saw a story saying that elephants are rapidly evolving without tusks to escape ivory poachers as so study has found so it's like As we know, poaching for ivory has been rampant, usually by rich people who are out there for the hunt, using um, killing elephants, get their tusks for either medicinal um, medicinal reasons or just to brandish them or to make artwork out and all this type of stuff that is unnecessary. Um, uh, elephants use their tusks to survive in the wild, moving trees and building that, you know, whatever they need to survive, that's why they got tusks. But apparently, and it's like apparently only apparent in women um, elephants, female women, female elephants, <laughs> that they're, they're starting to evolve as tuskless. Um, this is according to a study by co-author and ecologist Robert Pringle of Princeton University in New Jersey. Um, I mean, there's lots of research and discussion about what's causing it. Some people say it's stress. Others are trying to say it's not related um, and all that type of stuff. So that's I think that's by the by. But the fact that this is happening is made me think that if humans were to. Like evolve themselves under after duress and stress that we've experienced, what kind of how would you think a human should evolve? Um, Like, what do you think? What things do you think we don't need in order to evolve and be new types of humans? Because obviously t- the elephants are adapting to their environment. What do we need as humans to adapt to our environment to survive the madness out there today? I have not thought about this answer, but I just wanted to know what you guys. I do not thought out either. But it's, it's, it's ad- adapting to environment basically. Um, okay, I'll go with you, Nana, because you are the most vocal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I because I I have really thought about it like after reading your question I was like oh this is interesting because I had really don't know anything about elephants in any way but the human angle I was like well first thing I think would be great is to evolve past the need to conquer each other and to be racist I think that would that would put us in a very good stead to evolve and then and additionally, monetary-wise, I think um, taking on a new system and leaving behind capitalism would put us in a good stead to survive. That's a good one. Archivara.
2: I'm laughing because yours are really good. <laughs> like I was just like, ah, oh, if I never had to use the toilet ever again, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a fact. I can imagine if you just never ever had to go to the toilet again. That saved like so much time. And toilet like, where would all ridden? the waste go? But that's why we've evolved. We've evolved into a being that no longer needs to take a dump. Imagine that. All the sewage, can get rid of all of that. All the paper that goes into the. Okay. Just, that's just where my head went first of all. <laughs> like it's just like I never <laughs> happened to take <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
2: Like, <ever> again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that i' would <laughs> be, that'd be pretty
2: cool <laughs> like...
0: i could get yeah. i could get with that especially when you're drinking i hate it when you break that seal and you gotta keep on going to pee yes.
1: i would what absolutely have love,
0: to love never having to go yeah sorry never having to use a public toilet would be fun yeah
2: yeah i well i try to avoid them at all costs but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I'd, well yeah you you that, and
2: that'd be good then
0: like yeah when it's not taken care of so yeah Aren't you So, I I think, I
1: don't know. There's a lot of things, I think, like periods. I'd love not to have one of those ever again. Um, Headaches, migraines, I'd love not to have those again. Poor eyesight. I just think (laughs) everyone should just have 20-20 vision, plus being able to hear properly as well. That would be great. And deception and lies, I think we could all do without deception and lies as a whole and uh, it would make us better better people in general. I'd
0: like to see, uh, uh, this evolution, I'd like it to be temporary though, potentially, or we evolved to both sharing the load, but definitely men having babies. I think men need to, uh, their bodies need to adapt to having oh, children. Oh, that's a good one. So they start to understand the, the, the seriousness, seriousness of the team. Um, or women, evolve to a place where we genuinely just don't get pregnant unless we say so um and i don't know how that works but that's how our body reacts our body makes a decision very carefully even if there's so the weight the pressure isn't on us to be the most responsible that's what i'm saying so yeah that decision to make a baby is different from accidental slip up. it's something that our body does like we can make a decision and consult with ourselves before the egg and sperm have a dance so that evolution I plus
2: mean,
0: plus men also start i like to. the
2: man i like the men having babies scenario because you know yeah. like men always come with this thing of like um you know like if they're in a relationship long-term relationship and they've had their children and they don't want to have like any more children the men the man will always say to the woman why don't you and go get your tubes tied and the woman's like, well, why don't you get the snip? And then like, oh, I can't possibly get the snip. Oh, my, my masculinity, my my virility, it's going to go. Have you not heard of Sapson? Like and all this fucking shit that they come out with. So I'd quite like them to get pregnant. Because then it's like, what decisions are you gonna make then? If you, every time you bust a nut, <laughs> you could like you're gonna carry a baby, maybe you'll be a little bit more careful about bussing nuts. Well, oh, that's the thing. And that's it.
0: Just a quick one. I don't know what you guys think in the comments and watching, what would you do? How would you evolve humans? Put your answers in the comments and we'll move on very quickly. Uh, Next is Auntie Flora. what have you heard? Give
1: me a
2: chance. (laughs) So yesterday, Boris, um, was at I can't remember where he was at i think he was at something to do with the environment but basically he made an announcement and he was he said that recycling doesn't work and that um, we need to focus more on getting rid of plastics altogether rather than trying to reuse reuse stuff so i just wanted to know if you thought that he as he's been called in the press has lost the plastic plot or if you agree with him that recycling doesn't work and we should just focus on Different things, like making different things to help us.
1: Auntie Shale. You do know, I think? Um, I think it can work on a very basic level um so maybe within your kind of like immediate household and stuff like reusing things like bags and plastic containers and all that kind of stuff but i think like widespread i think there's 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 fundamental problems that people don't actually um uh, realize do you know what i mean so like for example like if you um i don't know deal with like a, a commercial building or something like that and they take away the waste if there's a certain a, Amount of liquid in there, then they won't take it away, or it cannot be good, um cannot be um, actually deemed recyclable. Um so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of myth like so once you throw your rubbish in a recycling bin, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually going to go to a recycling plant. Yeah. It actually doesn't mean that there's like rules and regulations in terms of what people, what those companies can take away and then what they can do with those materials afterwards um I think there's probably needs to be more regulation and more transparency there um and and maybe more fines or something do you know what I mean to encourage people to do it properly properly um but yeah I don't know I don't I, I don't know if it really truly works but then the thing is it's just like I get really conflicted by this because of hygiene and like especially like working in like big offices and stuff, it's all well and good, yes, to have, like, you know, reusable water bottles, but are they washed properly? Do you know what I mean? People can be disgusting. Um, You know, we also the clips on social media where, you know, we saw the rat running around in the pastries. Like, so it's all well and good, like, not putting them in a plastic container and stuff to protect them, but if there's rats running on them at night time, yeah, I'm not gonna buy that, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know if it, um, I don't know if it's, I think I think probably finding more materials is probably, or um, what do you call them? Uh, not composable, I can't remember what you call them, but like uh, different types of materials, like hemp they say is a big one to yeah. use. Um, do you know what I mean? So maybe exploring options that way. Um, might be better for us. And actually, we just need to stop producing. Like, the, still, the amount of plastic that we use is insane. It's actually insane, it is kind of, it it does seem unnecessary with some things. So I think it's like, if it's absolutely necessary, yes. But if it's not, and there's alternatives, yes. But you know, we need to, there needs to be less restrictions to go into those areas and, and use those other materials like him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm kind of on effects. fence. Auntie Nana.
0: For once, I I think this is probably one of the only times I actually really agree with Boris and I'm glad he was saying it to young people as well. And there's no surprises that industry will come at him and be like, why are you saying this? But in effect, for once in the guy's life, he's actually told the truth because it is it's not tenable to keep on producing plastic under the ruse of we can recycle it when it has a recycle shelf life of two times. And we keep on producing plastic and most of the recycled materials just go back into a landfill. So it's like, actually, you've created this false industry where people think it's being really green and they're not. They're still creating waste when we should be putting money into other other solutions. As Auntie Shade was saying, it's like, actually, we should actually be exploring how we can package things up so that it isn't just out in the elements it is packaged if, if we're using paper or it's just that our commerce is done in a slightly different way where we don't need to rely on plastic but this isn't i don't think it's something that he shouldn't be saying he should be as as the as the leader and a member of, of the government he actually should be stating what isn't working and industries have to evolve there was a time when people didn't want cars and the the people who had all of the horse and carts we're trying to destroy the roads and stuff. It's like, industries change, we have to adapt, find something else to do, let's get rid of plastic. Um, just reading that article, it said that less than 10% is actually recycled in the UK. It's madness. Um, it, and it's, it's that thing about government campaigns that we all go, get strung up and strung along. Um, my mum is so rigid about what we can put in the recycling bag when I'm at hers. I don't recycle at home. Um they've got some people get fined if they put something in the wrong box. All Mm. that stuff, money making scams from the council that if I put a piece of glass in the plastic box and if I don't have my bins out at a certain time before they do the clip, all that type of shit, I can get fined. But yet, let 10 percent of my stuff is 10 percent is is, is, is recycled. Less than 10 percent is actually recycled. So all that time that you're fining me, telling me and getting me in trouble, potentially, it's not going anywhere. Same with the plastic bag nonsense at the supermarket. I can't believe that they actually don't have to do anything. They just pocket in our money
2: Yeah,
0: and, and someone could go to jail for stealing the bag, potentially. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's <laughs> fucking insane. So I think it's that um, it's that whole campaign that we get sold on by politicians. And like, wasn't it a minute ago, Boris was saying, you know, you've got to recycle. Now it's not. It, we all know recycling is nonsense. How does it work? It's it's not sustainable. We recently had the sewage overspill that's happening. You, uh, there's um, conversations about how much our stuff gets sent to other countries and yeah or uh, and they're getting landfill and waste it's we, humans are doing it to each other yet they have to look at all sides of the industry stop mass producing unnecessarily and really look at the different resources and different materials that we can be using but they always want the quick and easy out and Boris yeah for the first time yes you're saying something that we can all get behind that recycling isn't the way forward but what's the solution what is the solution because you can do all this talking what's your solution um and it's rarely an easy answer or a simplistic thing and it often falls on us by via attacks to for another initiative that they'll make us responsible for knowing what they can do when just make better government decisions business decisions um so yeah you guys lost the plastic plot um for,
2: Yeah, um, I think what you were saying, Auntie Sade, is it's compostable materials. That's what they need to make more of. Um, and like you said, Auntie Nana, this is probably one of the only times that I'm ever going to say it, but I agree with what he said. Not that we should stop recycling altogether, but that it is not the only solution. We need to look at other sources of materials when we're, you know, producing things. And it, <laughs> like the thing about recycling as well, you can't just put. If you drink a cup of coffee, for example. You can't just put the cut the you can't put this in the recycling you know you can't just put the container in the recycling you actually it has to be clean when you put it in yeah. to be recycled otherwise they won't recycle it you have to remove the plastic lid from the carton if you put them together then one bit can be recycled and one bit can't so if you throw it in all together it's not going to be recycled so there is a massive myth about recycling and you're right my mum lives in one of those places where she's got like 10 bins it's just like I want to eat some food, and then I'll just throw the food away, and I can't because I have to throw the food in one bag, and then I have to make sure that there's no toilet, like no um, kitchen towel in the thing. I have to put that in a different bin, and then you have to put. It's, there's like so many different bins, and it, and they get they get fined, and it's just like this is all great, but I know that it's all just going to end up in the same place, so. Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be stronger regulations on what people are doing. There needs to be, you know, research into more compostable materials. There needs to be all of these things and It needs to be enforced because just saying to companies like Tesco's and all the rest that charge people for plastic bags is not going to be the thing that actually helps us. And just changing from plastic straws to paper straws (laughs) is not going to be the thing that actually helps us. (laughs) Yeah, so... Again, it's the only time Boris is going to get my my agreement
0: on anything. (laughs) It would probably have made more sense if the bags that they give us now, even if we were paying for them, were like hard kind of paper bags so that we weren't still having plastic bags. I still have a cupboard full of plastic bags that hasn't actually changed.
2: I've always got plastic bags because I use them for rubbish. I've always got (laughs) plastic
0: bags. Do you know what annoys me is the places that give us paper bags when it rains, is what's the like, <laughs> and you end up going to another store, which I have had to do before, and get a plastic bag because what the fuck am I doing in the rain? Because
2: they're saving the environment.
0: So nonsense. Well, you, you should be walking with like a sustainable cotton bag, then that you're yeah, just reusing basically. and reusing. Or an old lady yeah. trolley.
2: But the thing is, I, I it's it's an kind of, old lady trolley. My niece has got an old lady trolley, but it doesn't look like an old lady trolley. Yeah, like there's fashionable ones out yeah. there now. <laughs> Yeah, there's all of that, just,
0: but there's always that time when you're caught out, sure, and then it's like...
2: Charlie, if it was, if it was like Prada...
0: <laughs> you, you would be busting a, an old lady it? trolley. Like, no if like,
2: imagine if you had... You know, like, you've got your collection of bags. What if you had, like, a bag that matched your old lady trolley?
1: Absolutely My niece also has one. She's very trolley proud, and it really annoys me. Like, I hate it so <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think the old lady trolley, it needs a rebrand, and so everybody just walks out with a with a trolley. Yeah, they need to be a bit nice and and, and available, not from the local market. I think you know, could
2: yeah. make something.
0: <laughs> I don't know if my skills go that far. I was thinking more like maybe Nike or Adidas. <laughs> yeah, them ones. No, like the, young, the young play. people doing it with their sliders and
2: socks on. Just buy an old lady trolley and up, you know, do it up, upscale it. it. There you go. Put a motor in it. Oh my god! Imagine if you had an old lady trolley that had like a scooter in it as well.
0: I'd run with
1: that. That'd nice. be so cool. I'm absolutely going no desire be cool. to do my own shopping in the future. Like none. <laughs> this is not an accessory that belongs in my life. I'm oh, sorry
0: yeah not i mean it's practical but yeah, i don't want one thanks i don't want one i will have one if i'm still doing my own shopping at that age i will definitely get one but i don't want one i remember my mom tried to get one when we were like i was maybe in my maybe about 15 and i know she had no business getting one but she just went for a stage of oh we're going to use the trolley i was mortified you know them days when holding shopping bags was very embarrassing as a teenager oh my god am yeah it's so embarrassing those days and she decided to get a trolley for a bit she 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 stopped for a while after that i was like why have you got a trolley you're not even of the age group and then i
2: don't mind i don't think i ever minded the trolleys i used to go market with my grand like shepherd's bush
0: market didn't you never used to bother me i think maybe granny's pulling it with a granny i I don't mind it's like my grand's one in it it's just at that time it was very very self-conscious and like why are we pulling a trolley Mummy they would look like trolley age yeah
1: there was no i
0: preferred the trolley
1: we got forced to and it was just so embarrassed. Like being in Brixton, like just not just no, no, it was not cool. Never cool. Never ever cool. Never I'm yeah. scarred actually. That's probably what <laughs> Seriously,
2: but, I didn't mind. bridge Market, I'd see everybody, I, I don't do. care. I'm pulling the trolley. I'm what? I'd rather pull the trolley than carry 15 bags. Exactly. I, I like the
0: trolley over the bags because they hurt your hands. I'd pull the right. trolley all the You always long. have to
2: stop. That's embarrassing when you're carrying the bags and then you have to stop because your fingers are bending and you, your knuckles yeah, are going yeah.
0: white. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I remember those days too.
0: All right, okay. Auntie Nana, what have you heard? Okay, so my story, I'm sure everybody has picked up on this one. I just wanted you guys' like opinion, just a general discussion on this. Alec Baldwin Um, did... Sh- oh, well, let me just get the article up so that I get everybody's name correct. Someone was on set um, of a film that they were making called Rust, and he thought he was holding a cold gun, a prop gun, and was pointing towards the camera... But in that, he actually shot the director, whose surname is Hutchins. And um, no, so he shot the cinematographer, he- Helena Hutchins, and the director as well. His name's gone from me, Joel Souza, who is still in hospital, I believe. But Helena actually died. So th- now it's kind of sparked more discussion as to what happens on set lots of people are coming forward who have worked on various films saying that they knew something like this would take place because a film set isn't somewhere where you should actually have live rounds. And um, also somebody else on the team is coming under fire. I think it's like the prop manager. People are saying that they'd complained about him before because he has a lackadaisical attitude to safety. Generally just wanted you guys thoughts on this. And if you think that Alec Baldwin should be punished criminally for what has taken place auntie
2: hmm. okay so this is a tragic tragic um I heard something today and they base and they said that um he was it was it's not like he was mucking around with the gun he was shooting the gun into the camera. So the the, they were trying to get a shot of the gun. This is from court documents. They were trying to get a shot of the gun being fired um, straight at the camera. Uh, The problem is here, it's not Alec Baldwin. Because when you're on set and someone gives you a prop, that prop, you're expecting it to have gone through all the relevant things that it needs to in order to make it safe. You don't get the actors checking stuff over like that. It is someone's job to do that. Um, but with that said, e- even the health and safety departments will say to you that even using blanks, there's a um, there's a massive risk there about using it. Jensen Ackles, who's also in the film, he was discussing, I think prior to this, the dangers of using um, weapons. And obviously Jensen Ackles... Ackles was in Supernatural for like 15 series or whatever it is. He was one of the, he played Sam in, in Dean in Supernatural. So he had a lot of experience with like using weapons and things like that on set. Um, it's just, it's it's tragic. And unfortunately accidents on set happen a lot more than we hear about. Mm. Um, it's just not usually done by the main cast, I think. But I just, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things like who, who is to blame? There's a lot of people that are going to be investigated in this, not just Alec Baldwin. I don't know if he should, I don't even know if he, if he should be charged. If he was waving the gun around negligently, then I'd say that if, you know, but if he was given a, a prop, it's like he if he was given a hat or I don't know if he should be, I I, I yeah, I'm not sure about him being um, held account- accountable based on what the court documents are currently saying. Obviously, there's going to be a wider investigation and then we'll know what he knew then and what he did. But at the moment, at present, and I don't know if that's his team, but the court documents are saying they were trying to get, get a shot and then this tragic accident took place. It's just awful. It's awful for everybody on set. It's awful for her family. It's awful for the director who's still injured. It's just it's awful for Alec Baldwin. Like, imagine if you you that's what you've done. Like, there's someone with kids and, you know, he knew, he knew her family and he's reached out to the family. So it's just, it's tragic. No one, nobody wants to go to work and have that shit happen. It's tragic. Auntie Childe.
1: Yeah, I just echo what Auntie Farah is saying. I think sometimes we forget that film sets and or, or just production in terms, it can be very high risk. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we forget that sometimes. We're, we're so, you know, used to being entertained and everything, we don't really um, have, you know, the risk that, uh, you know, each of the actors and the people behind the scenes as well, kind of thing they take every day. Um, but yeah, I don't think like if there's no proof to say that he was, again, like just being, himself was being negligent or or, I, I don't really think it sits with him. Like, how is he supposed to know if he's instructed to do something and and he's done it? And then it's, it's not it's not really his fault. It's it's not at the end of the day. It's uh, it is the props department really. Mm. They're the ones that's supposed to do the safety checks. I think that what what I read and I don't completely quote me here was that the it, it was actually I think a female person that was um was responsible for the actual item but they didn't do the checks properly and has known to not done checks properly on other sets and there's been complaints and the assistant director didn't check either properly so that's uh, I think I read that somewhere um but yeah it's just it's just all very you know I, I don't it's just all very 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 sad it's the last thing you want to happen and stuff and i think i don't know what else he can do apart from like express his you know do you know what i mean um his thoughts and stuff in in that way to the family there's not really much he can do um yeah it's just awful it's just absolutely awful
0: yeah same it's it's just it, i i always have that I've actually prior always had that kind of paranoid feeling like being on, not that I'm on set, but I always thought like being on set holding those type of guns and what if this mistake was made? And it has happened before, famously, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son and others. Um, so I always have that kind of flash in my thought. Like, imagine if I would feel uncomfortable being on set around prop guns, and think, imagine if something was to go wrong and it's not even just the fact that whether they've got live bullets or not, you can they can still have stuff like ammunition or a projectile in the gun and it can still be used and it can still kill someone. They say that blanks are dangerous as well. You think it's blanks. And I literally I've never actually thought about what a blank is. I didn't actually know that blanks actually project something. I think they've got less gunpowder in them or something like that. So I did not even know blanks were actually um, dangerous. I thought blanks were blanks. Um, There's a lot of misinformation about all that type of stuff as well. Uh, it's, it's, It's horrible what happened. And I can't imagine what Alec is going through um no i don't think he needs to get prosecuted unless he knew there was something in there or unless he was being i mean i don't know what you could know because if you knew that something is in the chamber and it could potentially go off and kill someone then that's then then you get but how do you prove that it's impossible to prove that and that he knew that unless that and then we find some whole vendetta and it's all this whole thing it's a it's a big thing that has to go into the mindset of someone that's going to intentionally kill someone so i don't there's no way he can be blamed but if he's a producer on the production maybe from that angle Whose responsibility was it? Because I've read about budget cuts and cutting corners because they wanted to go, because in film, and I think as uh, Auntie Farah, as, as all has been mentioned, being on set and sets are, are massive organized, um, um, massive production levels, so many people to keep an eye on, so many things to keep in order, and m- money is a thing, and running to budget, running over budget, is infamous when you're on a set and a big Hollywood film set at that so everyone's trying to find a way to get to the deadline and corners will be cut Uh, that definitely happens so if it's a thing where people are trying to cut corners and with a department like that then everyone needs to go to jail because this is not a place where that's not the place where you take risks health and safety when it comes to all these type of things is so serious when you're on set and dealing with the amount of numbers of crew and stuff like that and especially if you're dealing with fake guns or whatever so Mm -hmm. you know um that's where prosecution should come down heavy yes definitely the props department people and the production people who are overseeing it and if alex is alex is a um producer then there's some accountability there depending on his level of level of as producer how hands on he is with the production then there's accountability from that angle um until now. yeah that's interesting actually um, him being a producer as well but i said it is just so so sad that Anything that goes on and people are speculating, it is like, you know, this has to be thoroughly investigated. I was reading somebody going into all of the various different sets where somebody has been hurt before as well. And there has been a real stronghold of a campaign which has met up with the kind of same thing as like just when you want to ban guns anyway. It's like you, you try and lobby certain committees and then you come up with the other side being like, no artistically they should be allowed to be on but I can't, it's a film, it's like why should there ever be any live rounds on set that yeah. that to me doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it's a film and you can do things in post-production, you can use CGI now, it's like do you really actually need real bullet bullets going off on a set with people around and maybe this tragedy will actually change some things though. So, you know, there may be a blessing in disguise out of this, but yeah, just looking, looking at pictures that have been put out with um, the lady's family and her poor son. And it's like he's just like nine or 10 years old or something. It's, It's just really, really sad. I can't imagine what would be going through Alec Baldwin's mind, though, like just a day at work and then I've killed somebody and... Oh, mate, I don't I don't know if he could go to another set again. Just that trauma. Can he really act again? I, I would probably be like, uh, I'll retire and take my time off and do some humanitarian work or something. I, I don't think I could carry on acting after something like that that whole thing about doing it for art that's so that's what happens when you've got women you know women who've been harassed on set have been coerced into doing real graphic sex scenes for the sake of art and mm. when directors push things too far just for the sake of art i think that conversation is really interesting and very actually annoying when people's lives are at risk or mental health or safety is at risk just for the sake of art i don't think anything's worth it for the sake of art um um definitely that i saw that conversation too about you could do it in post but that's about cutting corners because cgi costs money mm. so if you're Running costs at, uh, on other parts of the production, and it's where you place the value on what needs to get done. That's where things get left, like get overlooked. And this is yeah. a huge thing to be overlooked. But it could be done in post. Like set your change your budgetary intentions. You can do it. And maybe we're so this is the whole thing about the film industry and creative industries. Like we we've gone so far beyond down the rabbit hole of things have to look real and really be. Like reality is a thing that, for the sake of it, it's got to be as believable as possible. And it's like, to what extent? Because we know it's, how about what do we, what, what's, how far can we go back to things knowing like this is a prop? This is not real. It's a story that we're telling. So, yeah. if the gun, gunfire is a little bit dramatic and not realistic. How bad is it? Because we all know essentially we're in a cinema, we're at a theater, we're somewhere where that- we're supposed to suspend make believe. So, I wonder. How long? How far do we what I mean? What's what what is it? I don't know. I
2: think I think whenever we watch films, we want it to be as real as possible. With that said, I echo everything that you've all said about there being CGI and is there a need to have these sort of props on set? Um, but you we all know if we're gonna watch a film and it's supposed to be realistic. If we see them do something dodgy, we're going to see them do something dodgy. We're going to say, oh, that that they cut corners here or they did that or that wasn't in the right time or they didn't have the right prop. Or, we are going to say that. So so maybe the way to look at it is um, there's been certain films where uh, Die Hard, for example, they wanted to do this massive explosion in the first Die Hard and um, they, they didn't have the budget to do it. So sometimes these guys, they do one shot. You get one shot, you get one chance and that's it. If your budget is not massive, that's what you go for. Unfortunately, this particular accident, it was during rehearsals as well. Yeah, It it wasn't even rolling properly. It was during rehearsals. So it's just all types of awful. In terms of producers and people getting um, sued or taken to court, it does happen. John Landis in the 80s, uh, in 1982, he was up for, I think it's manslaughter because when he was directing The Twilight Zone, there was a helicopter crash and it killed three actors Mm -hmm. so yeah and um it was like a child a couple of child actors as well um two child actors and uh one of one of the main cast i think were killed in this helicopter and and they were found to be negligent because they did it without the correct um they did it without the correct permits they they scrimped and saved on the helicopter and things like that so when these tragic accidents happen the blessing in disguise and it's it's not a blessing but the only good thing to come out of it is that everything gets regulated a little bit more
0: yeah
2: everything gets regulated a little bit more so they have to they have to really look into every single person that could be responsible for that we're, like we're, so and that is going to happen on this case it won't yeah. just be the department it will be where did the gun come from who fired yeah. the who signed off the rams? who like Who read the Rams? How many people read the Rams? Is it in short? Like all of this, going to be so many. It's it's going to be so deep. um, The investigations that go into that, and so it should be because Mm. someone's life has been lost for the sake of entertainment. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just really hard. It's difficult. It's just tragic, as we've all said, bloody tragic. Let's get the comments
1: yeah sure so victoria says um could be a setup could be an error more likely the latter there's no reason a loaded firearm should be on set except alex baldwin um is the producer of the film and therefore one of the ones, ooh, sorry, one of the ones uh, who approved letting the union workers go and replace them with non-union workers, who may not be as experienced. Uh, nee says this is solely at the feet of the prop department slash armory. Um, it's uh, not even really necessary nowadays to use these guns and Victoria also says the film industry is also highly unregulated when it comes to health and safety, people are in harm's way all the time especially um, mental health but it gets away with uh, a lot because it's also seen as aspirational and workers do not complain about horrendous working conditions so they are not blacklisted. this tragic incident brings more attention to the extent of the problem but the conversations uh, conversation has to start before someone gets killed
0: yeah, yeah and the film industry does not have a hr department so right. that's why things happen so easily in quotes
1: all right auntie Shadé, what have you heard yes yeah, so my story is about insulate britain who um actually to be honest, I thought they were fighting climate change, and they're not really. <laughs> they're actually um, trying to insulate um, so all social housing by 2025, and um, and then also uh, retrospectively as well to um, other, all, I think it's all new social housing, and then uh, retrospectively for other social housing as well kind of thing. So that's their cause. And they've been causing a bit of a ruckus here in the UK, especially London, by literally kind of using their app Actual bodies to block traffic, <laughs> so things like the M25 or in like central London and that sort of thing. But they up they up the ante, they brought it up a notch, and they started decided because what happened was. So basically they'll they'll stop traffic, sit in the traffic, and then the drivers would come out and literally drag them to the side. So they thought, okay, <laughs> we gotta do something a bit deeper than this. So they started <laughs> to basically super glue themselves to the road. So super glue in their hands, one man, a guy called maffy Tully, super glue <laughs> the side of his head to the comment. Outside Liverpool Street Station, um, either this morning or yesterday morning. Was it this morning? I can't remember. But um, so yeah. So my question isn't necessarily about that story, but I do want to know what you think. Um, because I find them quite entertaining to be honest. Um, but also as well, what cause would you super glue yourself to the roadside <laughs> <laughs> for? Auntie, N- Auntie, Auntie
0: Nana. Um Okay, so I'll, I'll start with what they're doing. Um, yeah, these guys, these latest ones, it is for the housing situation. But the ones that were a few weeks ago when the G G summit was taking place, they were for the environment. So it's like there's just like three groups at the moment and Extinction Rebellion is in there doing the same things like blocking off roads and stuff. Um, but <laughs> I think the gluing thing... I, I, I honestly cannot think of anything that would have me glue. I may like go and sit by a railing. For my, I'm not sitting in the road because th- no, like I will be the one to be run over. I'm not going to sit in the road. I'm not gluing myself, but I could be chained to a railings. I'm not adverse to that. I'm not adverse to going on a march for certain things, but super gluing, there isn't anything on this earth that I would, uh, I'm not that committed to anything really. I can't think. <laughs> Aren't you <foreign>? yeah.
2: <laughs> So it's like, he insulated his face to the curb.
1: <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> like, oh, do you know what it is, yeah? Imagine the pe- like people don't know that they're glued. So did you see how they were getting draped up a couple of weeks ago? So imagine someone's pulling you, the pain that they're gonna be in of being super glued to the concrete. It's just like awful. Um, It would have to be something to do with my child where someone did something to her and I'm protesting and I'm super gluing myself. But yeah, other than that, it's not happening. I'm not doing it, I'm not. So these insulate people, it's very strange because I'm going through some, bullshit with my house at the moment and it's i live in social housing i've got housing association flat and these properties when they get built they don't build them in a particular way so they're not insulated and it's more it's not so much about the heat and all of that stuff it's also about mold and damp and all those things so if they're insulated and i know this now because i've been through all this shit with the with the um contractors and the surveyors if they're insulated properly it stops there from being condensation and mold because it's got nowhere to grow and grow and build and all that stuff right so part of me agrees <laughs> with what it is that they're doing. Yeah. To do it retrospectively is going to be extremely hard because the walls have to be taken down and once the walls are taken down and the insulation is put in place, people are going to lose like maybe about five inches off of each wall. So that's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue for people while they're in their house. But to do it, to, new- to have these laws put into place for new housing, I think it should be done.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it does save bills, but also it saves people having to deal with mold and damp and all those health issues that you get with that. I'm still not going to go and put my face to the ground <laughs> with super glue though to get that done. I'm just not going to do it. And my thing is like the people that were driving through them last week or whenever it was, they're just expecting, imagine you see someone in the road, you're just expecting them to move once you put your foot on the, you're on the gas, you're just expecting them to move. So imagine like you drive and they don't move, then you're up for mantle also. Because you drove into somebody. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just, maybe they should. My thing is this why don't they go to Downing Street? Why don't they go and lie across flipping Downing Street or the House of the Parliament or somewhere there? Why are they going like where people are just trying to get to work? You're, you're not helping your cause by fucking up the people who you're trying to help.
0: And that's where I went with it um when I first saw the driving post the driver the people blocking drivers because there was one guy that was like he's on well he he looked like he was exaggerating the story a little bit but even still he was like he's on his way to a job interview and now he's lost the job I feel like yeah I saw that (laughs) possibly (laughs) called them and said look this is what happened there's visio evidence can I reschedule but for the dramatics of the storytelling of course but that's a real that's a real thing people are trying to get to school do their school run get to work all that type of stuff and it is as you said Auntie Farah disrupting the people that you're trying to help that's not helpful but then i thought well protest is disrupting the situation so it's also right that you come and annoy people in a sense but i feel i do feel that we take sometimes protesters take the easy route they avoid parliament and the place where they really know they can get arrested or on mass they might protest and shout but when it comes to like glue yourself to um, buckingham palace glue yourself to a beef eater go and glue yourself to somebody and uh, what's it the soldiers whatever just go glue yourself somewhere where it will make more of impact. But you're not, you're <laughs> slightly not, you're avoiding the thing and you're just gluing yourself to places that you know that you're gonna be at more, in more pain because when they drag you off and your skin rips, that's you, <laughs> it. you're finished. Um, so I just think it's misplaced protests, to be honest, misdirected protests. Um, yeah, stand up for what you believe in. I don't think there has to be rules to protesting as I say all of that. So do what you want in it, but please make sure it's affecting change really and not just disrupting the people you're trying to help. And also it's the people who are protesting who have got potential, you know, what I, there's a lot of the like trustafarians, that type of rich middle-class people they have got nothing better to disrupt. But you, do you care? How far do you care? How far is this your boredom? How far is this you just sticking it to the man because you can, because you, you've got your bills and your house paid for, everything's done, so you've got nothing better to do. So you're a woke activist in the worst sense of the word. So it's just like, what is really, what's What's the thought process here? What's your intention and um take it to somewhere else? Um, no, <laughs> I don't think there's anywhere or any cause or anything. I'd like to think it's something to do with my child, but then I don't know how proactive it would be me being stuck to something, how that will change whatever I want to change on behalf of whoever I care for that much to glue myself. So I just don't think I'm gonna glue myself. I also don't think I'll attach myself to any railings because I feel like railings are always along that thing where dogs will piss and <laughs> I always think of those things, dirt and shit and grime congregate around railings and trees and things like that and walls so I don't want to be chained to nothing where I'll be literally leaned up against something that's had all sorts against it so no let me march let me wave a placard I'll go down to Downing Street and I'll stand out there and shout I'm all right with that I'm not gluing my shit to no shit nothing no Auntie Nana. No I've gone Auntie Sade.
1: Yeah, so um, I quite I quite like their commitment to it all, um, actually, and I think that um, that you do have to be disruptive and you do have to like get the average person's attention mm. um, in, in for your cause. Otherwise, it's not going to go anywhere. I think there's certain. Um, there's certain things that, yes, it's more of a crime or treated more harshly. If you do so, yes, I would 100% avoid down the street, 100% avoid all that, because it's going to be treated in a different way, isn't it? Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I think, I think that with the restrictions that there are and what they're trying to do with protests in general, in terms of, like, shutting them down, keep, like, they should definitely 100% keep on doing this. It's a bit inconvenient, um but i think overall i feel like this when especially like when the tube tube um workers go on strike as well i 100% support them all the time yeah. because it is one of the last professions where you know it's like more of, more in the kind of more of a manual kind of type role that you can live on do you know what i mean like effectively and stuff um and it just protects working class workers yeah. um and i think that even though it might inconvenience me for a day or two or whatever kind of thing that I'll get over it do you know what I mean and hopefully they'll get better rights and they get a better deal for themselves and I think like I just think that, that that's that's what I want for people as well kind of thing like at the end of the day like so many elderly people especially die in this country due to cold Do you know what I mean? And that happens every single year just because councils and the government will not insulate their their homes properly. That's insane. It's just Mm. absolutely insane. It's cruel. It's evil. So like they need to they need to fix that. And they're not and they're trying to um trying to go on like it's not an issue and it and it is. Um so yeah, I think um yeah, I think they should go for it. For me personally, this was a difficult one. I was thinking I couldn't rack my brain like what I would protest, like in that extreme way for, um, but probably mass slavery, something like that, or if we had a Gilead yes. scenario, do you know what I mean, yes, kind of think yeah. Yes, I'm going to be super glueing myself, my whole body on the floor. <laughs> I'm <Yes>. moving, <laughs> do you know what I mean, like that sort of thing. All That's that the day a little bit more tongue and probably jodeci probably would have for them because <laughs> i was obsessed maybe take that because i was obsessed oh, um oh my yeah. god you went from one extreme to the other in yeah.
2: it yeah, yeah. <laughs> take like you had me and then you lost me real quick
1: <laughs> but i love them both but yeah like i think um there is not much, and I think that's I, I thought that was interesting actually. There is not much that I would actually at this day and age, me now, go and protest for. There really isn't because mm. it doesn't, it's it's always kind of seen as it's like ineffective. Do you know what I mean? We'll see the outcome of these protests, what will happen. Um, but I do think that especially um this type of thing and the environment, um, environmental type of thing, they they probably can't ignore as much as racism. Do you know what I mean? Because it essentially affects everybody. And if they continue and continue to up dante, there will definitely be change. And yeah.
0: That's uh, just an interesting point, actually, because if we would protest like that, like how people protested in the 60s, Mm. like if we really were doing that, maybe things would be dramatically different if we were prepared to put ourselves out and really inconvenience ourselves i mean it, at the same time i do i kind of have a an admiration for people that they give up their liberties to protest on on certain things mm. but there is a huge amount of privilege that they're able to do that yeah. while most people are literally just thinking of how they're surviving the week that's why you're able to give up your week to a cause it is like there's still um and admiration that I have for them that they're doing it because it, it is actually really important that somebody is standing up for us that it actually is like okay yeah I don't think
1: I don't yeah I I commend, commend them for doing that if that's what they right. want to do with their time and their efforts and their money and all like go for it do you know what I mean yeah. of course you yeah. should fight for me I'm a I'm a fellow human being like yeah. sometimes I do you think like as well like you guys, you could guys go fight because <laughs> we, yeah. work so hard enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so you go be at the forefront and 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 and, and you know, get bailed out by mummy for a day. Like, it, that's fun. like you can afford it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's
0: yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I, I hear that. I think um, I hear that. I, I guess my thing is like, what are you doing it for? If it's just a bit of fun, and even uh, if it's.
1: For, for, for the I, 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 but I also
0: understand. I, I get it as well because I was like, okay, all the bits, the pieces of the puzzle contribute to the noise that so that's what I'm saying, like. you can't organise protests there's no real way to do it, but it's how you react to it as a human, it irritates me, yes if I was driving trying to get my kids to school we're not in the middle of the road, that might piss me off a lot, um, but I get it, maybe on another day I'd be with you, I'm not gluing myself I might join you, so there's no rules to it but it does seem irritating sometimes when it's, people. Are, it, it does I still can judge some of you some of them protesters
1: who are
0: protesting. I feel like
1: I feel like so to cut you, but I feel like it's because people don't really understand the problem. Now if they were protesting the pay rise for NHS workers, I think people would really understand and they'll probably be less vocal about their, their their dislike for what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it's like something that really resonates with them and they can understand it do you know what I mean i think the media has done a very good job yes. of like really just making them out to be a bunch of idiots do you know yes. what i mean are just disrupting things and it's just like no actually yeah. they've got if you think about your nan and granddad over Christmas do you know what i mean like then then the situation becomes very real you yeah. know yeah, yeah. but yeah. then you know what the government will say to that oh but we give the pensioners extra money for
2: to, so they keep the heating on
1: yeah. Look at it what we're doing. <laughs> energy's just gone up. Anyway, Do you know, yeah, listen, yeah, energy, my bill has
2: gone up by fifty pound a month. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fifty exactly. whole English pounds a month. My wages have not gone up by fifty pounds a month, though. I'll tell you that much. But this is yeah. this is how it
0: goes. And also, you know, people have such a prejudice against social housing. Anyway, like mm. it's free, yes. yeah, and it's like better. it's not yes. free. You are <laughs> paying a rent that actually mm. isn't even cheap. And it's so oh. to think that you can just dump people into a housing situation and they must just kind of deal with it. Again, it's like, where's anybody's human compassion? But the media does a really good job of not actually talking about what anybody is really protesting. It's Mm. just the protesters, like it's just the, the subset of people that are just out there always just protesting. But it's human rights. It really is like it's not okay that you have people in substandard housing and they're paying Oftentimes, a third of their wage is going on rent. It's like it. there are people with mortgages that are cheaper than rent. And Absolutely. it's still, it's not okay to have this class system of homeowners and people that are renting. It's like it's all constructed to keep us not actually being really aware of the human experience. And we should all be able to live in comfortability with properly standardized housing that isn't going to make you sick, really. And then... You talk about the NHS and it's like, oh, people are a burden on the NHS, but you're not trying to keep us healthy either. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. all, all this recycling, yeah. and, um, COVID jabs, all that type of stuff. It's like, what's the real talk to get us healthy and keep us safe? It's all this stuff that it's, it's, it's just um, smoke and mirrors. But how? The, by the way, Insulate Britain has profoundly apologized for causing mass disruption. So they've apologized. Why apologize? I, of course they will, though doesn't mean they're not going to do it again. Yeah, they us still do it. So. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, I'm sorry for the inconvenience but ap- apologizing? <laughs> I don't understand why you're apologising though. <laughs>
1: they might have been told to apologise. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I
2: yeah, I think someone told them to apologise so they yeah. they don't face criminal charges. But definitely. you can't apologise and go back and
0: do the same thing. You're not... Well, you can.
1: No, no, you can. No. No time. You're not going to apologise
2: again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just going to keep on apologising. I'm sorry. I'm going to
2: fuck you up.
1: Baby, it's, it's fine. But no, Auntie
2: Natalie, you hit the nail on the head. Like, the the wider population don't understand social housing. They don't understand why there's a need for social housing. They don't understand what you do when you have social housing. They don't understand that you pay a bag of money when you have social housing. They don't get it. They just think that you live in a house for free and you pay two pence and you should like it and shut the fuck up. But they don't, yeah.
0: If it was super cheap, I could actually understand the poor conditions. It would be like, okay, it's cheap, because most people would just save up enough and be able to move on to somewhere else. But it's not like that. And it's it's, it's a cycle and you put people in these yeah. cycles and kind of be like, it's your fault. And it's like, what are you talking about? You have created this system for a reason. You need people in it as well. But if, even Even if the rent and stuff is cheaper, it shouldn't even be an excuse or a reason why, you know, trying to get your simple amenities sorted out this such- because
1: we pay council tax so what the fuck like, that's what i don't mean? understand
0: it's like when you pay service charges and council tax and when you're full rent payer, i'm also in social housing as well it's like in when you're full rent payer you and then if you know they want to separate the benefit people from the people that pay rent and all that type of stuff it doesn't make a yeah, little because that's something
2: that they try to do to people in social housing as well. Yeah, they as try well, to say, yeah. well okay well you pay your full rent but they don't pay their full rent i don't care it's like, not about that. It's that not about point. that. It's about you maintaining the assets that you have. And when yeah. you live in social housing, they don't do it because you're one of a number. And then basically what happens is you get to a point where you feel like, I'm just going to fix it myself. And that's yeah. what they want you to do because it takes them so long to do anything. It took, it It once took about two years for them to replace a door at my old where I used to live before, when I used to live in Fulham. It took them two years to replace a door. And this was after me complaining and complaining. It wasn't my front door, it was like the, the communal front door. Yeah. So it was a risk. And what that meant was my insurance was invalidated because part of my insurance was to do with the fact that we had a communal front door that was secure. But they don't care about stuff like this. And if you no. say to them, well, I'm not going to pay my rent until Ooh. you fix this, that was just it's a victory. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, not, yeah.
2: Possible. it's so then- not possible. So impossible. So in that
0: respect, in that respect uh, we should all be protesting. We should be with Insulate Britain. We should be, yeah. we have yeah. to
2: go to work because if we don't go to work, we can't pay our bills and we can't pay the rent man and then he'll put a, an eviction notice on our door and then we'll be sitting on the curb for real, for real. With no insulation but I absolutely support
0: real. them. Like I would yeah. never I complain about them. them. I support yeah. them. If if they needed any kind of like monetary di- donations, I would donate to that cause. But I'm not going to be out there on the front line with you. But I would actually support you financially. Because yeah. this, this is the good fight. There are certain things where it's yeah. like, no, you're fighting the good fight. Go and do it. The same what with all been- the workers. I, I don't complain when the Chiefs go on strike. Um, no. Fire, yeah. firemen, any of that. It's like, me, if you're me, a yeah. and you are fighting against the system, do it yeah okay so then sorry not to stay on this for too long but so they, um Liberation Britain was it sorry, what, Liberation. Um, liberation I can't remember what the name Insulate Britain sorry yeah they um, have released a like as you said they've released a petition it's only got 6,966 signatures they need 10k for the government to respond and 100k yeah. for it to be considered in Parliament so what should they do to get that signed? because at the moment Unfortunately, they're seen as agitators and irritants to the people who they're trying to, yes, put the cause out, like protest on behalf of, but again, when it comes to the common man who's either got a job interview or, and maybe that man wasn't exaggerating, maybe they were, you know, like, you know what, you can't come back, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Too late. Yeah, that could happen. Too late. Whatever, if there's yeah. real cause for that, how do they then turn it around to get people to get behind them? Because this potentially just becomes a thing that they do because even what's it called, the extinction, extinction revolution? what they call it, Extinction Rebellion, rebellion. Well, yeah. like what I see them every so often, there's a cycle of protests that, in um, the West End that now it's just a cycle of protests that I see in the West End. Where I might initially have been like, yeah, the cause, yes, Extinction Rebellion, I, I get what you're about. Now it just seems a little bit like a carnival party
1: every so often in the West End and the West End gets blocked off. I think it's. I think I think it's it's down. It's kind of like down to how you individually see it as well, kind of thing, and whether you're going to be one of those people who's going to be like, yeah, I still continue to support the cause, or no, I don't because it's inconvenient to me personally. And I think most people will fall into the latter. I think that's the general position of most people. But I think it's. I think like they have to do what they can, and Mm -hmm. they will. They will peak when things are topical, right? Do you know what I mean? So when there is like one of these summits or something. Like that, then you'll see definitely going to see more protests when um, a certain bill is coming into parliament. You're definitely going to see more roadblocks. Like you, you're just gonna. They have to work with what's happening with the government and what's topical. I think they'll probably work. They'll get those ten thousand signatures. I'm pretty sure. Do you know what I mean? It just. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Like by the time whatever their deadline is, they'll probably get them. They'll get more press as this goes on as well, because you have the story, but you're gonna to have to hear the other side. People, tra- do you know what I mean, that kind of thing. There'll be enough people to support it. I don't think that that's the issue. It's just like more about if anything is actually going to change. Now, over this Christmas, we'll see, like this winter, we'll see if those cases of people dying from cold or suffering because the um, the energy charges have gone up, then this is gonna be a harder voice to shut down. Definitely, 100%, because that's coming and they, they, they're actually starting it at the right time, like yeah. just before we go into like this season. um But yeah, I think, um yeah, I think more to them. Like, th- that's the thing. I will never, per- me personally, like with the chief strikes, I just see it's like, that's just part of my world that I live in. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? It's just like, okay, cool. And I apply that to every cause that I support. I apply the same kind of logic to it. Do you know what I mean? All right, let's get the comments. excuse me let's get the comments cool 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 so jeff hey jeff um has said that uh the motorists are not playing with them um and it's gone from ulez to uvex um i think that's to the ultra low emission zone is that right um that and um he also says if you want to clear the roads. Uh, threaten the protests with free tickets to the big nasty show. <laughs> Is
0: that where they like going?
1: <laughs> so, so, so,
2: so. Um, know, but I'll find out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then also says they need to be more strategic, block politi- uh, politicians' roads, etc., disrupt more MP surgeries. Um, oh, I think that's going to be a deep one at the moment. You can't look really that. Do that would be very hard um, now, yeah. Uh, bring Oxford Street to a standstill um, and says, "However, he agrees. I support the I- ideology, but I'm a bit too old to be laying on the flirting." And yeah, I totally agree with that. Um,
0: okay, 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 okay. We shall see how ha- what happens. All right, moving on to Aunties know best. Auntie Nana, what do you know best? What problems are oh, out there that you're going to solve? I am going to show you guys a video of a dilemma and I want you to tell me what you would do and just general commentary on this situation. One second, the video is about to play now. Did you all see that? So that was a video of it looks like a mother and her son. She seems to have found a shoebox full of money and she is throwing it out all of the contents of the shoebox over the balcony in a high rise block. And the son is trying to stop her and the money is flying everywhere. If you was the mother in that situation, what would you do? And also, what do you think of what the mother has done? I'll go first. I um. I don't think no. If I make if I'm assuming that the money is connected to some sort of criminal activity, I don't know if I'd throw it away because I don't know what I'd have to really understand the situation my child is in that I found it because that you know that money might not be their money. Mm. You know what I mean. So if I'm coming to now dash it over the balcony, I could be putting my child in a, a situation that I can't handle and they can't handle. So I think. I don't think. I mean, we don't know. We have no other context than just to that video, um, at this point. Um, but so, if that is the scenario, she's found money. Obviously, doesn't think it's her son's money because she's dashing it. You're saying yeah, no, you don't I mean, think I, that is like uh, that's not the way to go. No, I don't. I don't think dashing it because I, I in my it, taking that video and from what I just like what I just said, I would assume that the money might not be all theirs. And they might have to give it to somebody. So I'd need to understand the situation. And then dashing it over the back, I'm not dashing it. So it's either going back to whoever, if I'm really doing Tiger Mum and I'm looking after my child and trying to show them that this is not, we're not doing this, find a way to get that money back to whoever it needs to go to. Then you won't get the money back, but that's it. But then, but it will go to whoever you need to give it to or whatever. Or I don't know what, maybe I donate it somewhere or something. But as long as my child's not going to get in trouble if that money disappears. They're not keeping it, if they, if I so feel that's they're doing um, badness on road and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, no, that, I, I wouldn't do that as a mother. Um,
2: yeah, me, as in Farah, I'm not dashing the money over. My first thought was, like, later, I'm not dashing that money. That's money. <laughs> but, um, no, the reason why is it, it, it's just like Auntie AK said, like, if he's got a box full of money, you don't know what he's done to get that money. You don't know who he owes that money to. And yeah, I'm just not gonna do that because I dash the money and the next thing someone's dashing my kid off the roof. Like, nah, that's not happening. What I would probably do if I found that money is I would wait for him to come home. And I, me, all his aunties, all his uncles would be in the kitchen with the money in the box on the table and saying, Wagwan for the Wagwan. And then when he expresses what he says, that's the next level. I'm making you call whoever's money that belongs to. And you're giving it back to them because you're getting out of this situation and then after that you might get shipped <laughs> depending <laughs> on how old you are you might wake up in Grenada, mate with my <laughs> good
1: luck um, yeah i mean i'm quite similar i think like i get why people are saying oh it might not be his money it might be though <laughs> to be honest because if you're if you're shut in and you're 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 actually shot and you're making some money, then that's your money, in it. It's up to you whether you um you pick up again or not. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think that sometimes I think I, I don't know what we're seeing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because there's some kids out there, they don't need to shot, but they do. Do you know what I mean? So if my child didn't need to shot, which I would imagine that would be the case, yes, I'm dashing the money because you don't need this money, and money's just a concept, it's a thing you are doing foolishness, so let's show how stupid this is and throw the goddamn thing away do you know what I mean um I think but then at the same time I am like but it's money though <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. <laughs> so let me just hold it for you <laughs> <laughs> while you go learn your lesson in the village <laughs> it's, it's that it might have to be that kind of scenario but um yeah I just think like these kids now not even nowadays i just don't think i personally i don't think that much has changed really and truly i think a lot of um kids get caught up into these types of scenarios a lot of the time their mums either know turn a blind eye do you know what i mean she might be at the end of her tether at the end of the day kind of thing and just you know found herself in a situation where just where she just maybe it's just a rageful moment you know Mm. it could be all sorts of things but um And probably she probably thought she wasn't going to be filmed in that moment. It seems like it's her friend. I think someone just asked the question, but it's a friend of the guys or something that's thrown away uh, the cash there. Um, And they are £50 notes flying in the wind as well kind of thing. So it's a lot of money um, at the end of the day. Um, But, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really going to, I don't know, I think... I think I couldn't imagine myself like condoning crim- criminal activity in my house. Do you know what I mean? I, and it feels like it's that kind of scenario. Like, sh- he must be staying at his mum's house and bringing it to his mum's house. And she's like, no. And she maybe she's straight-laced and whatever kind of thing. And she don't want it in her house. And I think that's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? If you want to do that, go out on the road and do that. And then also as well, I know it sounds bad, but you're gonna going to have to suffer the consequences. Otherwise, what you're doing isn't real at the end of the day because you're living a bit of a fantasy. Then if you think that you can have this <laughs> and there's not going to be, there's no repercussions for what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? That's not reality. At the end of the day, like m- the majority of people in those worlds, they're going to get hurt or someone they love is going to get hurt at some point. That's real at the end of the day. So I don't blame the mother for going to that kind of extremes because it's very easy. It can happen very, very easily. People die with these kind of things, you know? So, yeah, this is my Auntie, thought. Auntie Nana. Yeah. It,
0: if, um, I mean, in that same situation, I probably wouldn't be throwing anything over a balcony in an estate. If I was walking past, I would love to have been in that situation where money is just flying down towards me. Oh, my God, that's like... Sometimes you're bopping down the street and you wish you just found some money somewhere. Like That's that's a godsend. But me as the mother, that would never happen. I I totally understand the rage, though, and what you would want to do, but that is very, very dangerous to do anything where you're either, if you find drugs or money... And you try and destroy it like that could just be putting your child in harm's way and yourself unless you're going to move. Now, if I was going to move and this is like the final part of us all going, that box of money is great because this is our funds to to get away. So I, I would just see it as this is um this is my kind of compensation for the shit that my child has put me through. And we can start again somewhere else. And we're going to take this dealer's money with us. But um, yeah, no, I think the mum, it's all real, the mum has done the absolute worst thing possible. And, and I hope she has the grants to pay, or she has the means to leave wherever it is that they're living, because that's a proper dangerous situation. looks like a lot of money as well.
1: What if, the, what if the son's the dealer though?
0: What if he's the top dog? Oh, he ain't and no he could he never be, a and shot he's shot living shot. like Albert. He do not right? know
1: he might be the shot dog in his area. I heard yeah, on someone that effect, say, I
2: get it from somewhere. I yeah. heard someone say in a rap the other day, what did they say? They said, You're not the man, you're just the man who's going shop for the man who's standing next to the man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah not, that's
2: what he is he's not, told it was money, not yeah, he's not the man yeah he's not the man but like imagine like if you had the money though if you if you just had that at your disposal you could play a trick on your son you could like take that dough, and when he comes home just be dressed in fur <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> be dripping in fur and louboutins and all the most <laughs> expensive things and then when he says mum Where'd you get that? Oh, I found the money you left me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was cleaning your room. You're so good. I found it and I just went shopping. Just Do you know, what in the face. I think there's also an element
0: of um, throwing the money because in that video, it's all flying back. So it's just a bit of a futile effort. Um, <laughs> I'd rather like take a box, wrap it up and dash it, just dash it like, it's just going yeah, everywhere. It's like, it. slamming, it's like slamming a swing door, isn't it? I'm trying to slam the door, but it's just also mm, swinging. It's it. back. Yeah, so it's a little bit, I thought that the whole thing is theatric because, you know, the person's <laughs> running around trying kind to of grab the money. It's just, it just didn't work. It didn't, it didn't, even as the execution doesn't work, I understand her frustration if she was frustrated and all that type of stuff, if the video is real. So I get that in that moment, it's going to dash it. But it's it's also, you need to dash it where it doesn't come back onto the balcony, where your child all can come and scoop it all up. And then put it back to be honest, and then it's futile. But um let's get the comments.
1: So I was just going to say the friends are narc, though, as well. Because why are you filming it and putting it out there? It's putting mad. it on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> mad, it's mad, it's, it's mad, yeah um <laughs> da, 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 da. so jeff is saying why couldn't i've been a passerby? i could have used the money for my utility bills <laughs> um <laughs> nee says um i feel like the video is not real however assuming it is real it's very unfortunate as it's likely likely that money also belongs to other people um she wants to use uh she wants to use the rest of the money to board a flight for her and her son and and then Needs to head back home. Uh, then says if that is money that he owes, uh, for example, to a dangerous person, he is finished. I get why she is mad, but she could be signing his death certificate. And Jeff agrees with me and asks who filmed it. And I believe it's like a friend or an associate from the commentary. You can hear the exactly, you can hear the friends in it, but you're right. What are you posting that for? You crazy,
2: yeah. Yeah. it's like you know how easily. So- Sorry, go
0: on. I was saying how easily the code is forgotten for Instagram likes or social media likes. Exactly. Like, like, I, like I never said nothing to
2: know, man. I wouldn't ne- Like how did they find out? I never said nothing. I only posted one
1: video. Why were we the fifties? No we no yeah. The fifties? That's weird. I think that might be. <laughs> they might, might have done a robbery. Yeah, it could be. be. It could it be a reseller. Yeah, a a to drugs.
2: Use.
0: It could be a robbery. A robbery, actually. He could money could be anything. Well, what's the context? We have no context. Yeah. See what it could be I fake know. money.
2: You could have the hook up for that.
0: It you could know. be a whole it, fake video. It, it, it could sell be sell it. But imagine, but imagine if all it is is that he just like flips trainers, and That's that money saying, is actually legitimately seller. his. Like
1: he just he has a side hustle that he hasn't told his mum about. He could do trainers. He could do that all the time. He's not. That boy then, I can't I can't see the needs. Like, what would you what would be the reason for the mum to go to throw the but money away no Maybe she doesn't know was... about his little side hustle. Nah, I, don't it? know. I mean the money then thingy. That seems like I'm throwing this money away because we don't need it or we don't want that. Yeah,
2: that kind yeah, of money. yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I think sorry, I, I was just gonna say that I think. For a mum to get to the stage where she's dashing the money, you know something's going on. You know you know yeah. something's going on, isn't it? You're not just going to jump there from nowhere. You know something's going on. Yeah, that's your first reaction. That's that's like I've yes, exactly. Told you. That's, that's what I think. That. Maybe that's the trainer box, but the other box with the drug
0: money is somewhere else. and she's got it wrong. It's the wrong box. <laughs> I think it's a robbery.
1: That's yeah. that's my.
2: my... <laughs>
0: Whatever the case is, it should not be on social media for sure. Should not. No, no. Nobody should be. Seeing That's the it. evidence right everything. there
2: for the police. Next thing they're investigating. You the thing. And you'll incriminate your mum as well. Like, what exactly. is that? she knew? Where did you get this money from? Yeah. My mum's on the video. The video? Yeah, everything.
0: Yeah. That's okay, someone like you just have to do two-two matching. Like, what balcony is it? What floor? Yeah. okay I get it. You're in. So, yeah. A and,
2: out there already knocking on their door. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check the thing, man. It's nonsense, absolute nonsense. All right, that was Auntie's No Best. Do we have any more dilemmas or are we going to move on? Two, for the culture. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, for the culture. And this is where we talk about what you're watching, what we're wearing, what's going on in social media, what's popping in them streets. Um, so a few things have happened. Burner Boy's shaved his beard off. Paul <laughs> Scholes, I think a footballer was chewing his daughter's foot, chewing his, the toenail of his daughter's foot. Paul what? Scholes. 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 did I say Scholes? You did. Goals, Paul Scholes, um, and then there's the final season of Insecures is about this start playing, and also tro- problematic CEO of Pax Cosmetics, Peter Mudahi, has again made outlandish claims about black ownership and black business. Which one do you want to go into first? Okay, let's go to Pax so peter from pax said on this in, in um, podcast with um it's a podcast called coiled and it's by uh, leanne ailey hosted and produced by leanne ailey she was doing a conversation about who owns the black hair industry and she spoke to the ceo of pax cosmetics who is trinidadian i believe um jamaican. No, jamaican. Jamaican. I, don't know why I thought i don't know why i've had Trinidadian in my head he's jamaican um people have always been con- People have been contesting his heritage for a while, and he's Mm -hmm. he's made many outlandish comments before. And this is what he's saying now value of a black owned
2: and support black owned business. It'd be very challenging. That's, I guess, what what I'm saying, because it it requires a big cult. Tell me that every single thing that supports that business is black owned, black operated, or black whatever, okay? Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And, and then people look at me and they say to me, you know, on the front of it all, we don't see black people working in your business. Um,
0: and and I, I say to them, because you're not looking. A lot of the products that we sell are um, products that are from small black-owned businesses who are trying to put food on their table. And a lot of people turn around and say, I oh, go into a PAX and all I see is Asians. Well, you know, sorry, 60% of my staff are actually Eastern Europeans. They're not Asian. So he was saying, I think I missed. I think I missed a bit at the beginning, and he said basically, um, black home supporting black home businesses is stuff and nonsense basically because you could go to um, a restaurant, a black restaurant that sells that sells a rice dish, but who supplied the rice? So he said it's all nonsense supporting black businesses because you you need to integrate to survive. You cannot. He
2: said you business. need to aim bigger, You need to do bigger than that. Yes,
0: yeah, you, you need, can't. You can't, you can't survive with just black alone you need to integrate and we need integration to survive as business owners whether regardless of race race doesn't should not be a factor does not come into it and that's the ceo of pax um beauty brand and it's populated by lots of black folks who buy their hair care from there um they've got lots of franchises and stuff like that around london around the uk what say you about peter mudahi and his comments about the fact that no black business can survive without integration. So it's all nonsense.
2: Can we start with his statistics? So (laughs) he likes the number 60, doesn't he? So Mm -hmm. he said 60% of um, his customers are non-black. He said only 40% of the customers make up um, are from the black community. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been in my fair few packs across London across different you know, locations and things like that. And I cannot say that when I've gone in any of these over the last however many decades I've been going to PAX, that I have seen 60% of the customers non-black. I would say right. like, if if, it's not like, you know, like if you go into Superdrug, you could say that it's varied. There's a variation of people or boots or somewhere like that. When I go into PAX, it doesn't matter, North, South, East, West, wherever it is, that I've gone into PAX. cannot say that sixty percent of the other people in that shop are non-black. Can't say that. He also said that sixty percent of his staff are Middle Eastern. So North, not not no, Eastern European. European. He said Eastern European. Again, Mm. maybe he's talking about the people who package it. Maybe he's talking about the the drivers. Maybe he's talking about all the different stuff that he has and not
1: about the people that are in the shop. But again, what? How does that so- help, sorry to cut you, but how no, does it, it help it? him? It doesn't help. No, it no, no, I'm you. not saying that any of this, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that any of this helped No, 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 him. no I'm not saying you, <laughs> I'm just saying him. It was just like such a stupid, like it's like a politician way of answering. That's my me. point. Like, That's what I was getting to.
2: Stop trying to, because he was then saying that we're not just, we just don't want to be a black business. We're trying to be a multicultural business. It's not just about being black. And then, because I listened to the whole interview, and then he yeah. went on to say about there's no point in supporting black-owned businesses alone. It's just you said it right, Auntie Johnny. He was like a politician flinging out statistics to try and cover his ass. When they, if, if you investigate, perhaps if you go onto a um, company's house and you look at who owns it, he don't own it. He's like, well, I own it. I own it. You don't own it. What you are is the face of it for when things like this happen, they pull out their black man who says what he needs to say in order to make it seem not as bad as it really is. What is his share? Does if it he say? Doesn't, it says, no, it says, it doesn't say anything about shares at all. So when when it says about who owns, who's the director of the company, who owns it, it's not, his name is not there. It's not even listed. Like I think before a few years ago, it said that he was a company secretary or something like that.
1: But his name is not today; it's not listed. He's not on there. So I I think what what the what the issue is he he's an example of like to empower your own. You don't have to throw stones at other people. That's the thing, and that's what he's doing. Like I just feel like that his method has worked for him off the backs of. Like off the backs of black people, like black people have bought your products, have gone to your shops, um, and been your patrons for many, many, many years. You've got rich off of that. So from your point of view, you think that there's no point to support black-owned businesses, and you don't think it's uh necessary because it's is your method has worked for you, where you haven't actually really put into the black community because all the Eastern Europeans and all the Indian people that are working at your company. They could potentially be black, and they're not. You have chosen that choice. You have chosen not to be pro-black in your business. That's what you've chosen, and and people don't like it, and they're allowed not to like it. They're allowed yeah. to do that. You can't come here with your and the thing is, it's just like every time he talks, it's just like you are so condescending, bro. Like you just don't understand. Like we don't like you, you know, because you're rude and you're condescending, and like. But the the fact of that he he feels empowered to be like this is because people still shop there i for one i don't shop there i've i haven't shopped there for a good many of years because i've heard this guy speak and i'm thinking he's not for me really and truly he's got the monopoly really and truly his company's got the monopoly on the supply chain of american products coming into the uk right and they have and then the other. Um, non-black owned hair company, uh, hair shops out there, they have it too so what mm. they do, every time a black company tries to come into the market what they do is they band together they, you can't necessarily prove this, but what happens is they slowly but surely get priced out because they all band together and they crush those companies, and this is what and it's like you it's insane to think that we have a black hair market here, yeah, which is a do you know what I mean and that there's no black that there's no black businesses thriving in that that's insane that means you're crushing the competition that's what you're doing so from maybe a capitalist point of view that makes sense to you and you're able to sleep at night but no we don't we we don't like that you're not invited to the barbecue we don't like you yeah because you're not for the culture and he just he just comes with this all this ah vim because he's got money and a fucking hate it I really do hate it because he's not he's actually what's that thingy not all skin folk are kin folk he's not kin folk he's 100% not and people need to stop shopping there I can't believe you would even debate such a thing like is there a need for a black are you all right bro yeah say it out loud (laughs) are you okay
2: (laughs) he said in terms of competition he said what they do is they do open shops across the road from each other because then no yeah. one wants to go anywhere else because you're yeah. surrounded by, and they do. If so you go anywhere where there is a In, app, in hybrid business, like of the
1: station, they're opposite each other. Yes. Got, oh, got, in uh, in Harlesden,
2: there's like two in close proximity. You, like if you missed your turning, it's all right.
1: There's one just there. You're yeah. right. What mm-hmm. I'm hoping is that slowly and surely they're they're gonna get phased out. Like your arrogance is gonna trip you up, man. Seriously, they're just gonna get phased out because they are small and there's no way. I do not believe. What did he? What percentage should he say? Thirty 60. to forty yeah. percent of of if his products are black, oh yeah, get out of here. Yeah. You're lying. I need to see. I need to see facts and figures, mate. Seriously, list them all. List them all. Let's see. Do you know yes. what I mean? Because I don't believe you. At I all think
0: that that's living. that's one of the biggest lies he told. Because even if you just go on shelf space, the usually like the black owned businesses are in a, a set area of each mm-hmm. of each space. So you're you're gonna have ors You're gonna have all of the big brands, and then a little shelf space would be given to the black brands, and and it's within. At the at, not even at the back it usually is in the running order of it but let's say you're going with um the organics olive oil range that's all yeah. and all has lots they'll have all of it and then you'll have like tali tali walid with a smaller section next to it so it's like the black owned products are always they, they always give them smaller amounts of shelf space they never carry all of their products and you could never say it's like 40% in your store at all because yeah. who's doing the doing the do-rags? They're not black owned businesses, they're made no. in China. Who's doing all the cones? It's like you're not no. you, you there's no way you can really be like, no, we support all of these black businesses. You don't. It's probably more like five percent of your shelving space goes to that. But to me, he's done a classic um Uncle Tom. He knows that this is an agent-owned monopolied. Business and it's families, it's big families. And he's managed to get in there these families, and they don't mind putting him out there to be the blackface to talk about it. They'll give you the title of CEO. Just because they've called you CEO, you know that you are not the CEO. You know that the, the you're probably on a really good wage, and he's really good at talking, and he may have some shares in the business. But really and truly, this isn't he's out there to try and get lots of other black people who are a bit wishy-washy on their views on these points to just be like, there's nothing wrong that we don't own anything to do with our our skincare and our hair hair industry. There isn't anybody else on this earth where they would have ranges of products that are specifically for them and another set of people owned that industry. You couldn't do that with Chinese people. It wouldn't be, Chinese people are not going to go, to the grocery stores, and it's all black people that are selling their food back to them. Jewish people are not going to do it. It's, n- it's actually not going to happen. That industry wouldn't thrive. And we all have to take some responsibility that we have allowed this to take place. Because when black shops do open up, lots of people then go into the prices are higher and there's less things on the shelves. And even when you know what they're up against, people are still like, yeah, but I need to go and get my hair. And it's like if if we're always going on our own immediate needs versus what is right and actually keeping our wealth within our pockets, nothing is ever going to change because they just see us as prawns. It's like we're just there, low hanging fruit. We can serve them because they will, they'll complain, but they're not going to stop shopping with us. Even if our margins go down 10%, they're still going to come and shop with us because after a while they forget and they're on a high street. And we have three shops in the high street. And before you know it, they're in one of them buying all of the products. And this is a thing. It's like I I would love to have a conversation with him. He's never going to admit his minion status. But everything he says to me is just classic coonery. There's no other way around it. Yeah. I was um, really, I I don't think I've plugged into who he is and I definitely would have known like crossed paths with him in some way, shape or form, especially in my hairdressing days, but I haven't paid attention to him. Uh, It was the first time I think I've even heard his voice. Um, And when I heard what he said, I was like, are you all right in 2021? This is what you're saying. I didn't know this is his form, but the fact that he's saying that with his chest and that is pointless, it's nonsense to support black businesses, like what the fuck? And the thing is, you know, if she was on the other foot and if he was one trying to launch his hair care business or whatever he'd be on the front lines talking about people black people not to be sounds like the type of guy would immediately say black people don't support black people are this and black people are that he's that guy that will be first of oh, these bloody kids in the gangs and da, 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 and these yeah he'd be he sounds like i'd love to know his whole family set up and what his dynamic is in in his home life and what kind of person he is what kind of blackity black is he um i don't know you guys pretty much said it. it's just all nonsense and i i am i'm very very guilty of being on demand when I want things I need to go and get them and I'll go to the most convenient place to get them and I find shopping for hair stressful especially online when I'm trying to find what it is because I can't I never really know what the products are I remember in lockdown um, when we had to go down to the store to the hair shop the one that we got hair stores in Shepherd's Green and they had the door shut like you know you couldn't go into the shops at that time and they were being really strict like you had to know what you want or and there was no refunds no, no, they really took advantage of the whole COVID thing. You know, it doesn't mean anything. I can't bring back the hair, all that type of shit. And they were being, I remember one of them that I won't go into anymore. They're being so rude and aggressive. And they were like, no, you've got to know what it is. And you know, with hair, you never know. You need to look at the brand, you need to look at the quality. And I think I made, my daughter was down the phone to me telling me what to get, got the wrong hair. And they're like, no, you can't take it back. I'm like, but I'm, I have, I think I'd walked away to, and then my so did FaceTime with my daughter saw the stuff in the bag and she was like, no, that." I think the other way around. I was telling her and she got the wrong thing. and They wouldn't give her money back on stuff like that. So it's just. We're treated like shit, but yet we continue because it's convenient. the same thing about protesting. It's the whole thing of how in how far we we will go to put ourselves out in order to change things versus the need to look good, the need, need to feel good, the need to just get on with our daily lives and not disrupt too much because life in itself is a lot so it is it is a lot to boycott (laughs) it is it is especially when things are made or seemingly so um they make it so easy to just step into these places like you said they just surround you you go to certain high streets you're just surrounded by hair care and you know because i know also my two hair shops. I have blatantly seen you in the same sh- in the other shot where they're like, oh no, we're not related, we're not in and the they, same. They absolutely are, yeah. They're like, all family. Know them. <laughs> we're all together in this. We know this, and it's just playing us for fools. And we suck it up. We 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 tend
1: to. Well, I think f- I feel like we can't, and we are slowly there is a change, like, changing yeah. things. Do you know what I mean? We are kind of, and this is why buying black, not just in Black History Month, but all the time is just so important and it's making like switching out one change like as like maybe each month or whatever kind of thing and just finding um like a black supplier so it might not be your extensions this time but it might be your hair cream do you know what I mean like it might just be you know and just try and go to the source when necessary and of course we know the whole um production chain is not going to be black owned but if I know that at least the owner or at least the person that put the thought behind what I'm what I'm actually (laughs) putting in my hair is um would you call me is black and that money is going to them and supporting their family and supporting my community, then that's good enough for me as far as I'm concerned. Just like me and, you know, you know, auntie, no, no, auntie, um, Farah, um, you know, we have clothing businesses. I don't literally make the the, the hoodie, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the concept behind the design, that's us. So, you yeah. know, it's just like, it, we will, We'll get there, kind of thing, and we are getting there. And more businesses, more black owned businesses are getting funded. And the thing is, it's very telling what he's saying because it may be this is he projecting his own fear. Do you know what I mean? Because there are more black businesses getting funded. Not that I necessarily think that's the way to necessarily go either. Do you know what I mean? But there's so many out there, and they're getting, you know. It, things are happening at the end of the day, man. Seriously, yeah. so I can't see them being around in 20 years. And the day they I start closing they're. down packs, oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! They are scared <laughs> because in that
2: same yeah. podcast, there was an interview with someone. Well, they wouldn't go on the record, but um, basically, they own a shop like a brand, not own. Sorry, they they work for a chain, I think it is, and they wouldn't go on the record of saying. What they do, what these people do, how they band together to get rid of other people, or yeah. why they won't keep using black-owned businesses, they wouldn't go on the record to say it because for fear that it would fuck up their sh- their money, for fear mm-hmm. that, that there would be repercussions within that community, and then they would, you know, end up not being able to feed their children. So all this, all the all these lines about oh, um, it doesn't make any difference. Of course it makes a difference because if you have one pound and then you have five pounds, you're four pound rich up. So of course it makes a difference. And if you have that mentality and you're giving back into your own community, every nickel makes a muckle. It makes a difference. And they know that they're running scared because we are far more about helping ourselves and building ourselves, building dynasties is what I want to like to say at the moment. We're far more. Savvy about that sort of thing because we know that it does make us. How do you think all these packs started as a food shop? Pack started selling groceries in the local community. Yeah. They sold groceries to Asians and to um and to Caribbeans and Africans because obviously our food there's some similarities in the things that we eat. Mm. What happened with packs is they went there and they said, "You don't have um can you could can we can't get these products? Are you able to sell them?" And at the time, Black people weren't able to have those businesses. In the same sort of way because they didn't have the investment they were doing other types of jobs in that scenario that's how Pat started in the end they ended up making more money from hair care and they stopped selling food so anyone who says that it doesn't make a difference it makes a difference they were supported in the community they were able to then buy another shop and another shop and another shop and another shop and all we're saying is we want to be able to do that and the only way that we we're going to be able to do that is if we band together and support one another and like Auntie Shadi said, I'm not sitting there stitching the 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 um, seams on my flipping t-shirts, but I sit down and I think about the ideas that go behind them. Though that's
1: black-owned broth. So mm. what's he
2: talking about?
1: And the thing is, it, should, it would be different if if they're supporting the community. It would be different if I go to an event and it's sponsored by Pac. Do you know what I mean? Then I know. Okay, yeah. yeah, you've got the mindset of like. Supporting the people, customers at the end of the day. But in my whole life, I haven't seen that. Maybe nah, let me maybe once or twice. But it's very very niche and it's very very small. So I don't, so I, I don't think I've
0: ever seen a big ah. event sponsored no. by PAX. Maybe L- they'll I be at an it. event, like they'll I be at Afro be Hair, yeah. and they may sponsor the stage yeah. for like the Afro Hair and Beauty Show or something like that. But mm-hmm. outside of that, actually outside of the kind of hair care business where you're selling your products as well so it's actually just in your interest to have your packs cool. logo everywhere yeah. I haven't seen them do anything community-minded like that and it's true because if you think of like um, Finsbury Park I remember when they did just have one little corner and the butchers yeah. now they have like a whole they, they own the, the road and that's also how they get in there it's through the landlords as well it's not even yeah. just the supply chains, it's, it's a whole the network. landlord network. It's, it's like McDonald's, it's like you're owning properties, then you're filling it with this stock and you're stopping people actually have fair rent and you're stopping them from getting the stock on purpose. Because you yeah. know, generally like we would go to other black businesses in the area because they're gonna know what they're selling. The other side is the fact that you don't even have black people working in these shops, to help, their, help your customer base is also telling because you absolutely don't care. An yeah. Asian man coming up to me being like, what what, what gel do you want? Yeah, like, what the hell do you know about what gel I'm going to... You're just going to be selling units. You want to get rid of this stock because it's probably going off soon or you've got loads in the back and you're going to be trying to push this gel to people. You don't know anything about it. I think it's disgusting that at the very least they do not have black workers working on the floor.
1: And also as well, it's just like, it's not even just that, it's like female workers. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like everything, it's like you're the complete opposite. It's so funny because yesterday
0: when I did go to get, I was in Brixton, I got my stuff in Brixton, the woman, it was a woman on the till. And I was like, this is rare. And she was a middle-aged one. I was like, I've never seen a, I don't even think apart from, I I can't remember a time when I went to a hair shop and there was a woman behind the till. Um, um, and my one, there is. It's actually all yeah. run by Asian women. Oh right, that's, that that's saying, Their like, business, it's, mm. where I go together, and so there's more Asian things oh. in there actually. But, mm.
2: Where I go, like there angry. is. I, like Auntie Shana said before, I buy like my hair products from black-owned businesses. At the moment, I'm not even gonna lie. I buy extension hair from fucking yeah. Blacks, right? Yeah. But everything else, I buy it from black. O- I made a conscious effort to do this. Like last, when lockdown first started, I was like, no, 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 we're not doing it, I'm supporting, right? So I made a conscious effort, to, and I buy in bulk because I hate running out of stuff too. So, um, but the one that I go to, there is a black woman in it. And it is refreshing because at the very least, we're not asked for something, I know she knows what she's doing, but mm. everyone else in that shop is, is, they're not of our persuasion, they're not. And they could make an effort to make, you know, do a do a. Even if they just did like an employment drive in the local community, but they're not like going apprenticeships. Do There's stuff that they could do within the local community, and they don't. And he just doesn't care. He doesn't see the value of it. He just sees the value of a pound. The fact right. that he's a black man talking
0: about not building up his own community when he b- works for people who absolutely are the epitome of yeah. building up their own community is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how. That's what. That's the part that stuck with me. And everything you guys saying about project like us the, the the needle is shifting the dial is shifting there's so many black businesses and people are like taking not taking this lying down anymore and really fighting back so he's running scared but it's just i would, they they are just um they try their hardest to retain our customer service and they yeah they are running scared but um the fact that he's saying that is insane yeah okay they, they would never do a drive to unless it was a um what do you call it uh, legally some sort of legal yeah yeah thing that had to be implemented yeah. like some business you have to have a certain percent if you're going to be selling ethnic stuff that's not of your <laughs> culture and there's some <laughs> sort of um, policy that was involved that's the only reason they would ever do it
2: Do you know what I just thought that he was he's like you know like when back in the day where people wanted to be free and you had those those um those black people, those black slaves and they didn't want to be free. And they'd be like, what yep. do you want to be free for? Yep. Why do you want to be free? Massa feeds us. Exactly. exactly, exactly
0: that. Exactly that. Like, actually, like, what's wrong with how it's been going? Because they've got a little bit of a cushy number going, they don't actually want everything to change for everybody else. And he's definitely in that category. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, because who's going to... But he knows it's over. He, he does know. He Ten know. years. He knows. Um,
1: he knows, yeah.
0: Snaps. Let's get the comments.
1: Okay, um, there's quite a few, so I'm only just going to put out a few um, of them. So, Jeff says, uh, just like food chains, they banded together and priced us out. Um, This should be are blocking the streets moment. Um, Nicola says um, she does not go into their stores and also said that interviewed Mark uh, Daggetti, yeah. Um, and he said, I think that's the owner of the teas. Is it those yeah. teas? Yep, yeah. okay. He said that Tropical Sun actually went into stores where he was being stocked and offered to give the product for free to squeeze out the Getty Teas out of the market. Um, the solution is about being strategic and resilient in our pursuit of economic freedom. Um, Jeff also says, Remember the movie Do the Right Thing, the Korean stores in black neighborhoods. It was a historical cycle. As soon as we challenge it um they're wheeled out one of our own to debunk us with um erroneous nonsense well says ladies uh well said ladies As spot on as ever um and nicola also says we also need to start building and controlling our own media this is why platforms like this are so important
0: oh thank you guys Yeah, yeah absolutely yes
1: okay do you want
0: to go on to burn boy's beard fishing
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't I mean, know burn a boy you know what i was so shocked um burn boy's been rocking a beard, and this is why i don't like beards. um and it was—he's not even got like a super beard. He's just got like a little goatee type, connected type beard. It's type shading, thing. shading beard. Shading. He's got like a desperate Dan for those of you old enough to remember desperate Dan from the comics. Um, that kind of shadow shading of a beard type thing. But he went clean cut the other day, and it shocked the world. And everyone said <laughs> he's been a be- he's been beard fishing because I definitely were like, oh, a bird boy can get it. Um, don't come for me, Steph. And um. When he shaved, it, I don't. I think I even overlooked. I saw the picture and I was like, I don't. I don't even know who that is. But it <laughs> still looks like he still looks like Burner Boy. But it is a bit of an adjustment. To like, oh, okay, okay. Because I like a few pictures in now. I've seen a few pictures now. I'm like, okay, that's Burner Boy. But it was a bit of a a readjustment. But people have been coming through and cussing him, talking about his beard fishing, and he looks um a lot older <laughs> than um, <laughs> people believed before. Uh, so. Hi guys, what did you think of um, Burner Boy's new look?
2: (laughs) I mean, he's entitled to do whatever the hell he wants to do with anything that's on his body. And the reason why I say that is because imagine if I had a boyfriend and I walked in and my hair's blonde and he had something to say, I'm cussing his clerk. It's nothing to do with you. It's my body. Or not even like if I had a boyfriend. Just if anyone wanted to say anything about, I've come into the office. Oh, if anyone wanted to say, it's me. It's like, I'm entitled to do what I want. I like a man with a beard. I've always liked a man with a beard. It's, like, it's my thing. When guys shave their faces, they end up getting that round chin, I always call it. Because it's like... <laughs> Yeah. It looks weird. I'm not saying like I'm in love with his look, but he's entitled to do whatever he wants to with his own body. It, it's no different to what we always say. It's no different at all. The only person he maybe should have had a conversation with is Steph, because that's her man. And like, maybe he should have said, Babe, I'm going to shave my beard. And she would have said, Babe, I don't think you should. And then she's, or she might have said, Let me do it for you. She might be like, You, Auntie AK, not like beards. Who knows? But it's his body. What
1: is the big deal? Like, jeez. And you shadow? Um, well, normally on my own men, I I don't really, I'm not a massive beard fan, to be honest. I'm really not, but I think as <laughs> um it's just like a special case. Let's treat this as a special case that he's in the public domain <laughs> and he entertains us. <laughs> not just through his art, but visually as well. I feel like he should have consulted his fans. He should have just put something out there and just done a little poll. I would have liked to let my, you know, opinion, do you know <laughs> what I mean, be, be heard, at least beforehand, um, because we do love him so much. Um, and we would have advised him beforehand that, you know, maybe this is not the way to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because he's like, you know, he's like a bit of a heartthrob in that kind of world. And yeah, people weren't expecting it. And it's just like, it doesn't really look that great, to be honest, you know what I mean? But knowing him, he's not going to give he's not going to care what other people think. I, I wonder how much he would, how much it does affect him. I doubt it. But uh, you, do you know what I mean? It's It's been an overwhelming negative response. And <laughs> you know I me, mean? so I think it like will affect him. He, he said if people keep talking about it, he's gonna shave his head. He's yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying.
1: It's very stubborn Nigerian <laughs> mentality.
2: <laughs> like, oh I <this laughs> get
0: it. To <laughs> I what to do? He shouldn't shave anything else. He should no. have just taken it in stages. Like, you know, you go down a little bit, see how people take to it, and yeah. then go a little bit. He needed to do it in stage, it was a bit too quick and raw. And He also said, now I look my age, and people were like, what are you, 55? Like, it was just like, he opened himself up to get trolled, really. I (laughs) felt for him after a while. I was like, Bernard, this isn't like, you just needed to leave it. Unless, as he said, I needed to shave my beard, maybe something else was going on. And he actually really needed to take off the beard to sort out the skin underneath. Like, there may be something else happening. I I don't believe he chose it out of style.
2: What happens oh. with a lot of men is when, they, when you suddenly see a bearded guy who's like fully embracing his whole beard, when you see them and they haven't got a beard, it's two things. Either they, they feel like, I think I'm going to look younger if I shave off my beard, or they accidentally have to shave it off. Yeah. So Ooh. they shave the bit and shit, this is too low, or I didn't yeah. quite fade it properly. And then the next thing you know, they've got no beard because they've had to just take it all off. And I feel like we like, had to.
0: I did yeah. that with my hair in it when I accidentally shaved too much. Yeah, and he had it to happens. take it all off. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what happened to him, but it wasn't nice how the internet treated him. But it no, I understood it was... why they did treat him like that. You've got to mute. mute. You mute. Oh, it is that thing. I agree. Like there could have been a consultation, but at the same time, you're going to do what you need to do. To do it with your chest. It's no, you got. You can't answer to anybody. But it's. A, it was a bit of a shock. Um. I'm not curious to see what he looks like without his locks and everything. I wonder what he no.
2: looks like. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> the thing know. is, he looks like my little cousin. Every time I see him, even though yeah, he does, shaved yeah. his beard, it's just like, hi, Kai, Kai. You just look like Mekai. Mekai Brown, he just exactly looks like Makai. Makai Brown out there. That's what he looks like. i am long um, said, and you've grown locks now as well. I'm like, we can make some money off you. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you definitely
2: could do Burner
0: Boy um, appearances.
2: Um, I don't know. It
0: just It's not nice, but part of me is a bit like, women go for this the ho- all the time. Women's celebrities go for this critique all the time so and men don't often get this much attention on their looks and stuff so yeah a little bit as long as he's not totally mental health risk about it or you know really upset and crying in his own corner a little bit of ribbing hope it's not too deep for him but women go for this shit all the time so and you should have talked to somebody before you did it so i'm imagining <laughs> i wonder if you're out soon he's going to try and grow it back or you're going to be stubborn and just keep it off I I think think by by next year that there's going to be a beard back.
1: Next week, (laughs) you know what I mean. I'm just thinking like if he doesn't do like a little hair, what do you call it, the face wig? Yeah, this is why I
2: like. He doesn't look like someone whose beard takes long to grow. He doesn't look like that, you know. Like you see, and I'll say that because of how it was. There yeah, are certain yeah, yeah. people that are in their 30s and their beards still don't connect and they need yeah. beard oil. He yeah. doesn't look like he has problems with his beard growing. Give it a good month or six weeks. He'll be back. Again. This is why
0: I need to see the before and after, man. I saw. I don't hate beards. I'm, just, I'm not a fan of like thick, thick beards. I don't mind what he had as well. I don't mind beards per se, but I just need to know which, because it
1: can drastically change you. Do you know what? Do you know Do you know? That's interesting, because I saw something which we don't have on the list, but... um. That poor guy from Backchat, he was, he posed the question of like saying, basically saying that if before he dates someone, he needs to see the girl without her makeup. And okay. if you thought that was rude, <laughs> then you're too sensitive. Do you know what I mean? So is no, it the I've same type of thing for you? I've heard I that comment. I feel I'm like true. I
0: think it's, I think it's fair. Cause some women, again, it's, you've, we've seen the videos where some people can create a supermodel out of a regular person's looks. And I'm, I'm you know, beauty's in the hide of beholder, so will make up that We've heard about
1: time. the man who
2: <laughs> took his wife to court because <laughs> yeah, they got married and he woke up the next day and was <laughs> like, help, <laughs> help, <laughs> <Hell! laughs> who is this? No, no it wasn't What's that. It was that he had
0: surgery and their kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you a different one. I've oh, heard yeah. about
2: that one, but I've heard about the one who's mad and who, she, she woke up the next day and was like, I have, this is not you, like, who are you? You tricked me.
0: I think there's an element of uh, I think that's understandable, especially if the woman is caked. I I but I. I They're just for you, you because I, it's I, makeup. I but I'm saying that it does make it's more for you. But I think there are some people that that is extremely deceptive, and but I just don't think I don't know how you have that conversation. But sis, but I'm, really, I'm really feeling you. Um, I love where this is going, but I just need to see you without your makeup before I continue. How do you have that conversation?
1: I think this. Re- I think it. I think that you should be dating people that look natural. You know, you know what I mean? Like, why are you going for that? Like, why are you going for that look and that type of person? That is true. That's yeah, what like. them
2: to, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Exactly. So them, them them, guys that say, oh, I don't like makeup. You know, all these rappers in their songs now, They the party line is, I don't like girls with makeup. But mm. all your girls have got makeup on. But, but someone said to me, someone said to me, what they would do is, they'd go swimming. Invite them swimming.
1: Chuck
2: them in. Yeah, the pool. I heard about <laughs> Like, I mean,
0: all of that. That doesn't. When you've got the good makeup, you can go in and just come out like that, and I'm all good with the walk. Yeah, yeah. But then you go like,
2: oh, let me wipe you. Start <laughs> so
0: wiping their face. I mean, I, I just, I just don't know how you get to that point, but it's true. But also, guys, I remember back in the day, ex boyfriends and the conversation with friends. Like when you washed your, you just blow dried your hair out and they're like, oh, your hair looks nice like that. You don't need that weave shit. But you would never chirp see if my hair was just like in a little blow dried You'd be looking at a girl who's got um the weave or extensions. So it's this, men don't necessarily know. I'm sorry, men. You don't necessarily know what you want. And you, don't know don't, what uh, you don't necessarily know what you're looking for either because when you talk about natural makeup, there's women that can wear bare makeup but look like they've just woken yeah, up. So
2: that's what you. I was just going to say. They don't always know that it's makeup. And back in the day, they didn't always know that it, they're a lot more trained for the weaves and stuff now, but back in the day, they didn't always know. I remember like one of my best okay. friends was like, oh, her hair is nice. I was like, it's not her hair, bruv. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, that's not her hair. He's yeah. like, oh, she's I was like, that is not her hair. How yes, do you know? Especially- because I can see the tracks, okay? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. especially when they're being totally shady and like, she that's her own hair. No, just cause she's mixed race or light skin does not mean to say that that's her hair. And then I remember getting criticized. Why are you wearing weave? I'm like, but why is she wearing weave? Okay, shut up. So yeah, there's all that type of nonsense conversation. It's a hard one to ask though, but I, I do understand a guy wanting that. The same way, I put really do want to see your before and after beard pictures, please. I don't want to be yeah, I don't
1: because I don't I don't really like guys with beards too tough. I wouldn't naturally gravitate yeah, to a exactly. guy with a beard. Yeah, That's yeah. not my that's not my go-to. So I wouldn't even need to see the after. after so yeah, I wouldn't yeah, ask. And I would
2: like to think that if I'm in love with you and you shave off your beard, I'll just be like, you look better with it. And then, but it's up to you. And I'm not like, I can't imagine dumping someone I'm really into. If you're on my fuck buddy, then possibly so. But <laughs> it's like, mm, you, don't it <laughs> how, you know, look the same. But That's the thing.
0: It depends on how different you look without a certain asset that. It's like even like with women, you know, when we take our hair out, because when my hair's been out, I'm just like, so you want to get used to having hair, then I feel very uncomfortable not having hair when I'm in a run of having hair, but like, I will shave my hair off, but no way. Like the in-between stages, I'm like, oh no, I need to get my hair on. So it's it's, it's interesting. Let's get the comments.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, so Ven says, love Auntie shadows, answer on Burner Boy's beard situation. There should have been a consultation period. Like Tony. Totally. <laughs> We'd appreciate that. Um, Victoria said it's a beard, you shape it off, it grows back, kind of how it works. Um, Maha says, I agree with the makeup um, situation. It's amazing how makeup transforms you. And Victoria also says, if ASAP Rocky can't say black women should not wear red lipstick, y'all can't tell Bernard what to do with his beard.
0: Mate,
1: I, 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 I hear ya. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, no,
2: see, no, no one said
1: Now
0: wish
2: he never said that. <laughs> no one said it's
0: fair. Really. No one said it's <laughs> fair. It's just yeah. what it is. love. Wow. Anyway. Um move on. There's just I don't know why Paul Skulls was chewing his daughter's foot now. Did he um did he give an explanation as to what he was doing and why he was doing it?
2: i'm no. so traumatized that i even saw that video um uh, she was just like that's real love i didn't read into it i'm not into it i mean i didn't read any more of it i saw the video it disgusted me i didn't need to do anything else and think that's not me there's no also, reason to be biting your teenage daughter's toenails off just, even just your to say
0: it out properly um Paul goals is uh England football coach, pundit, former player and co-owner of Salford City and he recently um, on Instagram, for, or on the socials, a video of him chewing his daughter's toenail surfaced and people are confused as to what the hell.
1: He was biting it off. He was off. He attempting yeah. to bite it off and I just don't know in what world, like, there's not scissors There's not, do you know what I mean? There's not place to get a pedicure. Like, I I just don't understand why this was necessary. If you bite off your toenail, it's not going to look smooth. It's going to look jagged. Like, why would you want your dad to do this anyway? Why are you filming it? Like, I just think it's just so bizarre. Like, it just seemed like really weird behaviour. Like, I just don't know, unless it's like a... But I just don't even know that, like, even if it's a baby, like, why am I putting... Like, it just seems really weird. Um, Yeah. It's just like, very
2: very strange. It, it was, and you know what? I didn't even think about it until you just said it just this second ago. Like, they could have, she, where was the pedicure and all those people? He's a millionaire. Yes. There is no excuse for biting toenails. Even and when I saw it, I thought, if, if, when my daughter was a baby, would I have done that? Like, you would have to be like, no, because you know, like, there's them parents and they say, like, especially the elders, when your baby's got snot in their nose, so, they so, suck, no, it out. suck it out. Yeah. Not yeah. No. Yeah. They have little things that you can put in their nose and you go like that and it sucks it all out. I'm not putting in my mouth. The idea of that just makes me want to vomit. And I, you see, I can
0: understand it, if she was young, if she if was a baby. a baby.
2: She's a full teenage girl yeah, who's probably got reason. a manicure pedicure every day. Why you bite? what? Was her false toenail stuck or something you needed to bite off? I don't understand. I'm there's really nothing. There's,
0: I don't think there's any context. I don't know what could have been even, emergency. What's what the emergency?
1: emergency? Are you going to What's, put the, me
0: what's the emergency that you need? To, what is a situation where a parent can justify a bit? Because unless it was like in the moment she hurt, she stub her toe, she was crying, she was panicked. And so she's like, know, I'll just do that. I don't know how. What's the situation? Maybe that. Okay. You know if it's broken in a really weird way and it's, like, stubby up and he just thought, I can't get it with my fingers, it'll be easier if I get it with my teeth. No. I, no.
1: I, I, I can only think there's... I think scissors would be thing. more accurate. Like, you, you'll you rip it with your teeth. Like, it's not accurate. That would make again, it worse. I'm not thinking more now. I'm thinking more, you know, that
0: under bed bit? That's like kind of hardish now, fleshy. You're making it
2: worse. You're
0: making it worse. I can only think something like I can only think she hurt herself. That's the only way.
2: And
1: that's and that's gross. Like, have you just come out of the bath and not? If not, then what the fuck? That's disgusting. It makes no. If you you put a wound in
0: your mouth, your pain receptors actually do lessen. So I can only think if she'd hurt herself. If one of my boys had hurt their toe and there was skin hanging off, would be the only reason why I would think to bite it and hold it in my mouth so that they were in less pain. I can't think of anything other than they're in pain and I'm trying to stop their pain. Yeah, that's the, the only reason.
2: She's like, what? I'm, I'm she going to be real. I'm going to be real. As she was saying that, I was like, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying, I was just like. I must be being real, like, yeah. if it was her nail, but. As a, as a, my, my go-to reaction wouldn't be like, I'm going to put your foot in my mouth. No. like it just That wouldn't be my go-to reaction. I would think of, it just wouldn't
0: be my go-to. But My point is, she wasn't screaming, crying, going, oh, no, mm-hmm. oh, daddy. She was just sitting there. So all You're of screaming. this, because oh, that's I my thing. I think it Hannah, sound. So she's just I think there. Hannah, where where you went, Nana, I think uh, my child has to be in some sort of dire straits where it's just like panic, oh, my God. But again, it's, it's, it's like that. But the, that video didn't see, like, otherwise people wouldn't be questioning it. Also, much. why are you sharing it? That's gross. Why are you sharing it? Are there no like personal moments that you can just have in your house without it being filmed and put on on the <laughs> internet? Okay. keep your <laughs> nastiness to yourself. Um, okay, I mean, time's going. Just a quick one. I don't know. You You want to talk about the, the last one? Sorority with insecure. The whole sorority. Yeah. I don't. But if you haven't watched it, we can wait. If you haven't watched it, then there's no point, really. I know. You have to watch it to know this sto-
1: like what's happening on social. I just wanted to talk about it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, for the um episode, the first episode of the final ever season of Insecure, aired uh, the other day, and the character Tiffany, played by I always get them mixed up. Amanda Seals, Seals. is Amanda. Se- I see, I had it right in my head. Amanda Seals, um, who tends to get a lot of hate anyway, um. The sorority that she represented in the show, the people, AKA. the, real stars, the AKAs, came for her and insecure and Isa saying, "Why didn't they seek permission?" And Isa is like, "You know, she she did a nice little comeback. Like, oh shit, let me delete the next episodes then, because it's going to be more of your signatory stuff in our show." But <laughs> um, it's like, why are you being stupid? This this is the character who's been who's been announced from the beginning of the series that she's in this sorority um apparently molly's got a cup that has the logo on it and it's been throughout yeah. the season so no one said anything so is it this directed hate because any chance to just get out of amanda or are the kappas that was the alpha kappa alpha um sorry doing the most and it's just that it's just
1: it's yeah it's the it. i think mean, they're acting very very silly they're a brand yeah. you need permission before you can use their brand in yeah. any sort of like tv show commercial whatever kind of yeah. thing give me permission they got permission you're directing it at the wrong person exactly. go to your freaking sorority leaders and ask them what how, how the hell they let this happen if you're so upset <laughs> about it and you need to differentiate between freaking fiction and fucking reality like what the hell man <laughs> seriously it's not amanda it's her character like, what the fuck? i just, I just this people cannot be this stupid. And, like, you can't be this stupid. And, like, like, obviously, if you're not a sorority, you went to university, no? Like, how can you be this stupid? It's not. It's too much. It's too much. Like, leave her alone, man. Like, seriously. She's just doing her job. It's not her. It's, and the thing is, it's not even, like, even if, not
0: even if, because from when the show is out, it's a big show, we know that they've got permission. You know that, so shut up. But also, even if she was doing anything embarrassing that you felt like this character is denigrating the brand, and it's ins- we don't do that. If it's many misrepresentation of the, right, at least have a little leg to stand on, a teeny tiny leg to stand on. A lot of things do. I think she, Amanda, released a video like it's a character that I play, who is playing a soror. I am not a soror. I'm not in a. Sor- oh God. That's that was anyway. the thing though, because lots of people thought that she was actually in a sorority and. That was their initial problems with it. But I do think that Insecure and the machine and marketing jumped on this and and brilliant for them for just kind of hyping yeah. it more than it needed to be hyped. Because People come for Amanda about absolutely anything. doesn't matter what she puts on they there. Do. They come for her. But then everybody else kind of jumped on and made it a great marketing moment for them. So I'm mad at it. I mean, I'm just here for Insecure season five. Um it was great. First episode was just all right. It's it's just it, it's it's establishing I have not watched it
2: yet.
0: It's just establishing work one. So um I'm just excited for no reason because I am excited to see how it, where it goes. And I just love this series. I'm both
2: excited and sad because yeah, sad.
0: There is no more. So yeah. Game changer. All
2: right, what's made you sad,
0: mad, and glad this week, ladies?
1: Mm-hmm. RTAK,
0: go first. Yeah. Okay, do you know what I'm sad and slash mad about? <clears throat> The disappearance, the rapid disappearance of hand sanitizers in supermarkets, where there used to be pride and center as you walk in, you'll get the pump, you'll get the tissue to hold your basket and clean your basket handles and walk around the supermarket. They're all being phased out now because COVID's gone and we're all quickly going back to our dirty existence. It's pissing me off because it hasn't gone away. Just hygiene is a thing. So why not we just keep? The dispensers and the tissue because i went into my local tesco where it was at the front now it's at the side in the corner. you can't even see it and it defeats the purpose when you come in and pick up your thing Because then you do the procedure like a factory line get your sanitizer get your tissue wipe your thing down and then keep it moving now you pick up your thing go around the corner to go fuck off man and good old waitress you know big old posh bougie waitress gone and then was it Marks dispensers or someone that went into their dispensers so grimy and grotty they <laughs> So it's like you lot are all removing this. I was so excited and joyful of the hygiene things. Now they're all going. So I'm sad and mad at that. Further Mad is a series called Outlaws on BBC. um It stars a couple of black actors, uh, Gamba Cole and Claire Perkins. Shout out to them. And I'm annoyed because i we just interviewed a guy, one of the other characters, I forgot his name. But anyway, the show's okay. It's by Stephen Merchant, who's um, Ricky Gervais's right hand man. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's got um, a bit of, it's just, the black character, the two black characters, the main black characters in it, and there's a black boy called Christian. They're all, basically the whole premise is that they're all on community service. A bunch of people from different walks of life are thrown together doing community service. So each of them has got a backstory. I just don't know why the black boy's backstory has to be gangs and crime associated. It's just irritating. It's like there's so many different things that plague us as black folks, but a young black boy doesn't always have to be about gangs. And unfortunately, his narrative it's involving more black people and what they do now is they counterbalance the black gangster with a white gangster who speaks a bit of street. And so they have that now as the new trope. Um, and they say, you get me, bruv. And they make it, that makes it all equal opportunities in the gangland world. <laughs> doesn't matter, The boys' narrative still associate you with gangs and it's so fucking annoying. Um, so that's just pissed me off a bit. Um, I just don't, didn't have to be that story. The other black um, characters, um, Claire Perkins' character, she's a woke activist. And it's like, she's in there potentially cause she wore Expand because one of the characters is a bit racist and a bit ignorant and a bit sexist, that guy. So she will be the one that gives a look like a woke monologue to kind of counteract his nick. It's just a little bit too on the nose for me. So I'm a bit annoyed about that. Um and then I'm glad for oh god, I've got another man, but it doesn't matter. Um, TikTok <laughs> that I supported Auntie Shade with. It was fun, it was amazing. It was a huge um and very impressive to see the chick at work. So yeah. Thank you. That's it. Thank you so much. Barbara, what's made you sad, mad, and glad?
2: Um, I am sad at the reports that I received about my house and what is going to have to happen and how long it's all going to take for them to rectify something that they, after investigations, found out that they knew about. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit that- sad about that. How long is it going to take? They've got to, um, I might have to move out temporarily. Oh, shit. Because they've got to rip up my entire flooring throughout the whole flat. And this leads on to my MAD, because at first they said that I may have to pay for it out of my own insurance. But um, he's, no, no, don't worry, this is me now. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna have that. You know, like if it was another person, they probably would've been like, okay, I'll call the insurance. I was like, well, technically it's not damage I've caused. I didn't leave the bath running. So I think you might want to relook that. Um, But uh, I had a different MAD, but you just made me forget it. So that can be my MAD, Um, and I am glad, at Auntie Sade. oh, that's it. I first of all, I'm mad that I was sick and couldn't go and work with the team and see Auntie Sade in her epicness, which leads on to my glad because I am so glad that she pulled off an historical event, and I was I'm glad that I got to see it the day before as well because at least I saw something.
1: Oh but, yes, yes, like
2: super, super, super props to you, man! Big boss girl moves mm-hmm. there, looks amazing. But yeah, that's Thank my glad this week.
0: Shakes,
2: <laughs> Auntie Nan's.
0: Okay, so I am sad that we still don't have any reviews from you lovely people on our Apple Podcasts or any of our podcast streaming services. Oh. Leave a review, give us five stars. Like it's like we've got the stars, but nobody's actually written anything. Comment and it'd be it, really yeah. great if we'll that happened. So it made me kind of sad when I went looking and couldn't find any. Um, I don't particularly have a mad this week, but I am super glad that I was um, working with Shade at the TikTok event. It was really, really fun. I was like her we her did. right-hand man, like her assistant. <laughs> we went lots of places together, just walking. We did. <laughs> talking and talking. <laughs> it was really fun. I had a lovely time. I also did exactly the same with AK as well, <laughs> working on the door. I was a bit of a floater. I really enjoyed it, though. It was so fun being in, like, an event space because it's been a while being that side of an event. And, yeah, mm. I really, really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And all of the content creators, I follow so many of them now and I have so much yes. respect for them. Like, just mm. it opened my eyes up to just how nice they all are, but also how much work they must put in to create that content as well and what yes. they stand for. It was, It was a brilliant event, really, really, really good event.
1: Thank so you. Well done, dude. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Is that all you're going to say? Yep. That's, okay, oh, was well, cool. I glad for something else? Well, had right? stuff, oh, but... yes, yes. Sorry. And then I had <laughs> the mammoth Libra birthdays. So um, I spent time with my sister, um, who was a, a Libra on Friday. She put on an event at um, Rich Mix, which was on African spirituality. And that was really, really good. I caught some of some pieces that people were showing. That was brilliant. And then on the Saturday, it was my son, Judge's eighth birthday. And we went to a trampoline park in Stratford, which I would not recommend to anybody called Zap Space. Extremely ghetto, but they had fun. I got to see lots of the family there. And then on Sunday, my best friend Femi, we went out for drinks. It was her birthday the week before. And I had a lovely time with her and her family as well. So I was just
2: being out.
1: Celebrate and just quickly,
2: because you're going to make me look like the bad sister, <laughs> shout out to my sister whose birthday it was on Friday as well. Happy birthday, Tara! Happy <laughs> birthday.
0: What day is, is Friday? Scorpio time though. No, Libra, um, it's, it's the 23rd Cus. is on the cusp, and he was born at midnight. It's oh. like um it was like five past midnight on the 23rd. So, okay. uh, but Judger does have more Scorpio tendencies. Than Libra, yeah, I claimed I him already. I was trying to just claim, claim on the cusp <laughs> i claimed
1: him.
0: Uh, oh, can I just throw in an extra glad that my goddaughter, the beautiful Egypt, jo- Egypt Charles. Um,
1: <sighs> not is, at
0: Egypt. Is, is, is oh, yeah. actually proficient
2: in the triangle. And I haven't played That was a day. brilliant video. Listen, Excellent. let me just say something to you, right? <laughs> I am all for the triangle in context, okay? And my daughter, not surprisingly, was on point and in tune. Not like when you do it.
0: I, I, I can't hear you over the noise and joy of my son being one of the most prolific budding triangulists in the UK. Auntie Sade, take it away.
1: Um, so I don't really have a sad or mad at the moment, but I'm just glad. Um, first of all, because my nephew's in a musical, um, oh, really? nephew, a.k.a. Ebby. Um, He's in a musical called Venara, which we watched last night, that on opening night, it was really lovely. Um, It's essentially a love story, um and he's yeah he's one of the characters there and is he just i don't know we're just so proud of him do you know what i mean Like he's living his dream this is what he wants to do and stuff and seeing him on the stage it was just super super cool um and then yeah my other glad is obviously the TikTok event um myself and my company uh, fresh strawberry we uh managed event managed the TikTok uh, Black History Month celebration, which was for 500 of their creators and brands and that sort of thing. And it was just really good. It just turned out really well, everything, essentially went according to plan. We didn't have any major crises or anything like that. Anyone who works in events knows you can never plan for everything. Um, But yeah, and I was just really supported by my team. They just done amazingly. Obviously the aunties, Auntie Nan and Auntie AK, they came to help as well. And they were totally on job and Auntie Farah, you know she was there in spirit yeah, we missed <laughs> the you, of advice beforehand and stuff and everything and it was like yeah it was just super super cool just to do something that was really impactful for the community so yeah it was great thank you <laughs> has anyone else anyone in the audience got sad mad or glad have you got any last I know comments? there's usually a
0: couple in there but I can't see any
1: Yeah, Uh, no, Claudie is saying thank you, ladies. Would love to see Judy Love on here with you one day. I think it would be lit. Yes. Oh, that would be lovely. And yes, Maha, our podcast is called Your Aunties Could Never on all reputable podcasting platforms. And on that note, oops, Auntie Nana, anything
0: that you want to talk about before we go? Yes, I have a recommendation. And this, I may be late to the party, but I have been binging Ted Lasso and I flipping love it. And I'm like, how have people not been talking about this and recommending it all day long? It is such a good series. There's like quite a few. There's a couple of British blacks in there as well, and it was just like nice seeing Marcus in the supporting cast, and yeah, it's really, really good. It's a brilliant show, and that's on Apple TV. So if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, it's very good. I've been meaning to, it's just trying to find it. I don't have Apple TV, um, but it's won lots of awards. It's been it's yeah, been it really spouted yeah? and shouted about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, very popular. Cool. Okay, we should check out Ted finished. Lasso. Tell me something. Kelsey, oh, can catch chap on now. I see. I'm in my old school Nickelodeon trouble days because after one on one, now a Bernie Mac shows on Amazon Prime and oh, half yeah. and a half, and everybody hates. Oh, I'm really talking about everybody hates Chris. I'm watching,
1: watching. Um, Foundation at the moment. Sci-fi. Oh yeah. Foundation. Where's that? Oh cool. Oh, that? On Apple TV. That's really cool. And I watched. Ah, oh, what did I watch? Oh, so oh, you guys the one where
0: they're journeying into time to stop the kind of universe. Dying, but it may die yeah. and people are gonna survive. I've been watching that.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really yeah, it's kind of I don't know about time, but they kind of move out the, to the outer skirts of the galaxy, basically. Yeah, so kind of time, but not really. Um I'm watching yeah. no, 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 let's discuss it. <laughs> we need to discuss yeah. that one offline, not now, like me not now. America, not now. What's the other thing I watched with um Oh, with Rose, what's her name? Ah, oh my god! But basically, it's about this woman who's doing aerobics, and where well, she kind of like stumbles across like an aerobics she uh, empire. Basically, that like she's a housewife, and then she kind of makes money that way. But it's insane, and they do this whole kind of inside voice. Um, Rose Byrne, like,
0: like Rose Byrne.
1: Yes, yeah, that's it. Uh, what's it called? Physical. Her physical. Yeah. Yes. Is it's 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 intense <laughs> because because it literally a whole part of it is about her inner thoughts and what she's oh, actually okay. thinking. So you hear the conversation, but you hear what she's thinking about herself and it's quite negative. Um, but it's <laughs> so that you kind of have to, I don't know, like if you've got tendencies to have a negative self. Talk, then I wouldn't necessarily watch it because I think it could be quite triggering in that sense. But um, but the way it's done is just very very good. I think um, it's very clever. Uh, yeah, but that was good as well on Apple TV. I think Apple TV's got some gems, you know. It does. You know what I mean, I need a login. <laughs> do you? I, I,
0: I've you don't. already given it to
1: one other person. You don't it's do. like Netflix.
0: If I give it to more,
1: do mean, I have to mean, pay more? I don't know if it works like that though, because you have to because when I tried to log in, I was somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's as straightforward as the other ones. Okay. But you um, don't need one.
0: Your mute. You're ease and comfort. I don't have um other means at like easier other means. But anyway. Um, okay,
1: that's it. Thank you for watching and listening. And oh, sorry. One last thing, Nana, I think you should watch. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a cartoon about conspiracy theories. Oh, <laughs> that sounds perfect. Um, What is it called? Sorry, can you give me just a second? <laughs> While well, I'm, I'm enjoying
0: the Woo Saga, which is fantastic. I'm just, the just Sa- Oh, yes. I still can't find it. it properly without pop-ups and stuff.
1: I yeah, no, it's so, it. so
0: good. It is so good. I'm it's so
1: called good. Inside Job on Netflix. It's Inside that cartoon. Job. Yeah, and basically they are responsible for all conspiracy theories.
0: <laughs> this is wicked, all right. Inside, no, yeah, I
1: think okay. you will like it. It's like everything that we talk about, discuss is that is yeah. mentioned in that show. Look at that. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Dokie. And no, Nicola, we have not seen queens. I want to. I don't know. Is it? Is it started yet? We've. I did not new- it was started yet. Oh, have it? No, it hasn't started. Yeah no I, yeah i haven't seen that on my travels i need to find that too yeah
2: congratulations that. to eve as well who just yeah. Yeah. announced that she's pregnant oh, her, yeah, she, yeah, she's
0: yeah. on, she's like on the she's on the breakfast club talking about her fibroids and what she went through and again not being listened to and then she's praising the doctor that she found that actually listened to her and um that's why she's on like now you know how she got pregnant all that type of stuff oh,
1: amazing.
0: so yeah cool all right, mm-hmm. now for real, for real, thank you for watching and listening <laughs> for real, and for real. joining yeah. and sharing with your aunties could never episode 84. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, 82. and
1: comment. 82. 82.
0: That's 84. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> why? No,
1: I'm um, know. <laughs>
0: 82. <laughs> 82. Um, and don't forget to leave your reviews, your comments, and everything we need them, and your ratings, and all that type of stuff. Um, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on. Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on all the channels, and don't forget you can listen to us on our podcast via most listening platforms. So come back and join us next um next Tuesday. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm tired. Next <laughs> Tuesday, live at five. That's it. Bye. Guys. Bye. bye.